dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and dun, found her dun, in dun, her bones. Dun, 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 dun. The seas be ours and find the powers where we will will roam. Yo. <laughs> you need to go faster than this. Hoist the colors <laughs> high. Heave Thieves and, and beggars. Never say we die. Dead child. Good lord, yes. Uh, that went well. Well enough, sir. <laughs> Connery, Connery edit that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes if I even survive. Yeah. We didn't have a metronome, I'm... so I, I blame that. Yeah, we should have yeah. done that. Hey, nice beer, Pat. Uh, I'm Tyler Thousand Stone Crabs Dennering. I'm Connery Dementia Ridden Fishman Hansen. <laughs> and this is the franchise. Ow. And we're... <laughs> Still at it with the Wolfman himself. <laughs> uh, we're talking Pirates Three today at World's End, continuing the entire Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And with us, we have Pat Jack Sparrow himself, Wynell. Aye. <clears throat> Pat just pointed at the camera. In a, in a ja- Whoa. Hi, Pat. Whoa. Yes. Oh, How's it going, Pat? Good. Very good. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're yeah, surviving. You're, you've you've evacuated California in favor of New York, so we so we here. I, I did, yeah. You know, I, I I had a hiatus from work, and I was like, well, might as well. Never explored this. So is this more for like fun? Is you just like hanging out? Yeah, you know, I I just I I had an opportunity, and I came here and was excited about it, and am exploring New York and Brooklyn in a very weird sort of apocalyptic state um (laughs) so yeah it's been it's been wild and 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 you know trying to go back to la has been kind of awkward because i don't want to infect la and i also don't know when i should go back because i don't know when i'll get infected etc yeah it seems i mean like you went when it was like lowering in numbers in new york and now it's like higher in california (laughs) so it's like Mm -hmm. you you somehow pinball lucked yourself through (laughs) it seems to be you're in like a better spot than we are probably right now yeah 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 yeah. it's it's uh, pretty open here though so it's it's probably just gonna spitball from state to state until america is just confused and broken we become Mm -hmm. mad max i think that has already happened yeah do you think when the, when the world's gone apocalyptic, uh, Tyler, we can do Mad Max franchise? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's just really on the nose. Just look out your window. That's the franchise we're covering. <laughs> yeah, it's really obvious. <laughs> but what if instead of Mad Max, it's like a wet future, but not like Waterworld, but it's like everyone's pirates again? That'd be cool. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Like the glacier ice caps melt, and then like everyone, everything gets all piratey. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much Waterworld, isn't it? Krakens take over the world again. 
<laughs> yeah, just just less pillaging and, and more helping people. But yeah, still, you know, yeah, the nice look pirate. and the, yeah. the ships and the sailing and all that fun stuff. I like the idea of kind pirates. That should be a movie. I think, isn't it that one? Well, I haven't seen it, but that one Ardman movie with the pirates? Nothing. Crickets. No, nothing. Crickets. Time one. bandits. Crickets. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. What about uh, Time Bandits? They have a flying pirate boat. Oh, yeah. They're nice. There you go. But yeah, Pat, you are reporting in from the sixth borough, Tortuga, New York. Yes. I, <laughs> rar, etc. We Teller have... stole my joke, and I almost laughed at it too hard that I almost spewed. <laughs> he laughed at your own Wide joke. out my nose, yeah. Did you laugh at your own joke at the rage of me stealing it from you? <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. We found you, Pat, sleeping amongst three hogs on Tortuga Island. Aye, the water was cold that you threw up on me face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we get into the actual movies, I want to talk a little bit about the director. But before we do that, uh, what do you like so much about Pirates, Pat? Okay. It's just like when I, like, just knowing you, I'm like, yeah, that makes complete sense. But what got you into it and, and all that? It was a time when I was younger and trying to figure out what I was doing as a teen. Um, I specifically remember the first time I got drunk was in a jacuzzi with some friends uh, with a lot of tequila. And the whole night I was practicing my Jack Sparrow of just like, you know, his whole like mannerisms and being as drunk as he was, it was the most amazing thing that I think I'd ever experienced until the next day. But yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it influenced me enough to where I'm like, Oh, it's Johnny Depp being a weird drunken pirate. That's fun. Let's, let's do that. Let's imitate that. Cause that's a good idea. You know, good, good life path. Um, so you embodied Jack Sparrow for a little bit in your team. I did. I did. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, influential at the time for some reason. I guess because I was also experiencing what it was to sort of figure out my life. And although he's a lot older than I was, by the way, yeah. Is there like, <laughs> is there like a siren right outside? Yeah, I'm hearing that siren loud and clear. Yeah. It's all good. Oh, wait, it's passing. Hold on. Hold for airplane. <laughs> Hold for pirate ship. You know, it's New York. Yeah, they they uh, yeah. have lots of sounds. Um, but yeah, emergency every block. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I I fell in love with them with the franchise early on. I've seen every movie in theaters, except for probably the last one because I don't think I cared enough and was skeptical enough to like maybe it'll be good. Yeah. I think that's most people, like ninety-eight yeah. yep. percent of people. I mean, yeah. I guess it still made money, but yeah, I, I missed the fourth one because by that point, I'm like, no. And then I, I saw the fifth one in theaters. <laughs> okay. It was like a, a near empty theater. And uh, just Lily and I were like sitting in the back row and just basically like, I think she said this on her episode too, but like, I just like never talk during movies when I'm like out of the theater and we were just kind of just like <laughs> cracking jokes the whole time because yeah. nobody was in there. Yeah. But I, I, have, but, I have a quick confession to make. Um after watching this like three and a half times over the last couple of days, uh, and then and then and then watching the fourth one today, oh, you did watch it. I thought the third one was my favorite. 
and there are really good oh. elements, but ooh, it's a bit rough. Around the <laughs> yeah, <edges>. it's rough. <laughs> the first half is pretty slow, but it like even certain points I was like that I didn't necessarily love is like, oh, I think Pat. This is very much like a Pat scene, like when he's like in the underworld or whatever. Oh my I mean, God, I might just yeah. <laughs> in David Jones' locker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But before we get into the movie proper, I guess like so like Gore Verbinski directed all three of the first movies, uh, and I just realized we didn't really talk about him that much because <laughs> I just shame on us. I don't know. I kind of just assumed people knew for some reason. I don't know why. Because I'm like, wait, wait a minute. He hasn't even like made that many movies. But you know, he started his career, his feature film career, off doing a little hit called Mouse Hunt. He I was love a Mouse what? Hunt. <laughs> that I did not know, sir. I I grew up watching Mouse Hunt. I love Mouse Hunt. <laughs> oh, there you go. You have him to thank for so many things. Yeah, it's Mouse Hunt is amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he went from Mouse Hunt to uh, directing The Mexican, which is like, who's in that? Julia Roberts, right? And uh, Brad Pitt. And I only know that movie as like a VHS in my grandma's house because I just never knew what that movie was. Have you guys ever seen that? No, I've heard of it, and that's a fair point. That it was a VHS yeah, at your grandma's house. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind I'm of. I'm trying to like imagine the cover. I imagine it's like, do you say it's Julia Roberts? Yeah, Julia Roberts like semi like leaning against Brad Pitt, and he like has his hands in his pockets, and he's like shrugging. I mean, kind of like they're both. <laughs> I mean, it's not like straight rom com, but she's like sitting on the ground, and their like noses are touching. They're like <laughs> okay, sitting. Okay, I, I wasn't close at all, but. <laughs> But just the fact that it was called the Mexican and like the whole cast was white, I was just like, oh, what? What is this movie? Like, I, it seems like I, I don't. I just don't even know what this is. Like, it sounds is like the Mexican a term they use for something else. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So, anyways, that's my little blind spot <laughs> for his career. But then he went on to make The Ring right after that. So we went from Mouse Ooh. Hunt to The Ring, the American remake, which spooked me a lot. Yeah, that, that ruined me for a few years. I never watched that movie. Don't. Or do, but... Well, I, I I understand that you die in seven days if you watch it, so I was like, no way. Yeah, it just haunts your dreams. Static televisions, when static existed, mm-hmm. that... Yeah. It's it's like when I first picked up House of Leaves, and I read like the the like introduction paragraph, and I put it down, because I got too scared. Is <laughs> House of Leaves is that book that's like a bunch of stories written in like different directions and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's super weird. I knew someone that owned it, but I'm like, how do you how do you read this? <laughs> it's it's weird as hell. I'll tell you that. I think I stopped at like the midway because like I got this really boring section. And I just like haven't picked it up again. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely. You might the... be into it. Maybe, maybe I'll read it at some point. Yeah, I've yet to finish a book since reading that Hunger Games one that we did for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And you had to, like, blaze through that thing, right? Yeah, I was, like, getting stressed out from reading it. <laughs> a young adult novel. But, uh, yeah, The Ring was, like, one of those movies that I rented. There was, like, a two-year period where there's a video store down my street uh, where I grew up. And I was just renting movie after movie, like, just discovering a bunch of stuff. Because, like, Netflix was still really early, too, mm. I feel. Like, I mean, it's just out for a few years, but they just didn't have, like... They just had a different selection compared, like just Netflix fifteen years ago. Wait, fifteen yeah, years I'm, ago? I'm, no, it was like I'm... ten years ago, I guess. But it was mm-hmm. just like so different. 
Yeah, I remember my my friends would do like the mail in Netflix thing, and me and my yeah. family thought that was so cool because like yeah. we didn't do it for the longest time. And then we started doing it, we're like, oh, this is so rad! Like DVDs in the mail, what? Yeah, that's pretty dope. Uh, but The Ring is like that kind of movie with it was like for me kind of like how Signs was for my sister, which I think came out a year after. It was just like way too. I don't know. We we're just both like mid teens. <laughs> And it was just, like, way too scary. But then probably if I watch it now, I'd be like, eh, it's not that bad. (laughs) But I remember that movie being really good. And then he went on to do Pirates right after that. And then between Pirates 1 and 2 and 3, which he shot back-to-back, he did The Weatherman, which is, like, a really just, like, I don't know, it's fine. (laughs) With Nick Cage and Michael Caine. Have you guys seen that? No. I have once. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Cage is just a weatherman, and he wants to eat a Frosty, and then the Frosty, like, falls on his shoulder. That's all I remember. <laughs> and then Michael Caine's like, you got a Frosty on your shoulder. And that's, and yeah, like, that, oh, that's pretty much the point of the movie. I don't mean to give you the cold shoulder, but Mr. Wayne, I'm afraid the Batcave's on fire. The poster of the movie is even, <laughs> he has the Frosty on his shoulder. Like, I don't know why that's such a big part of the movie for some reason. But anyway, zooming ahead, after Pirates, he did Rango. Before Rango, he was supposed to do a Bioshock movie. Right. Which never happened. My favorite video game. Which never happened. And Rango is dope. And then he did Lone Ranger, which I haven't seen because it also seems like a questionable movie, but I should check out at some point. (laughs) It was was basically Rango, but... Live action. Live action, essentially. And and Rango was then just a Native American Johnny Depp. Um, yeah, <laughs> I thought the surrogate Rango character would be uh, what's it called? Uh, the Lone Ranger in that case, if he's like a doof that nobody like thought would be a hero. Yeah, I mean they're 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 essentially just the same movie, but one is animated and the other is live action. It's pretty much just let's bring in Johnny Depp and have him be a lizard, and then have him be you know Native American. <laughs> cool. It makes sense. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and also, yeah Rango? yeah, Rango was also um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, basically. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. He has mm-hmm. the same outfit. It, there's even the cameo of the guys from Fear and Loathing in the very beginning. <laughs> yes. He, like, flies out of their car. Yeah, that was right. amazing. I remember seeing, because uh, my sister went to school in Flagstaff to, to college, and I remember visiting her there, and we saw Rango and noah like two nights in a row (laughs) 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 and i really liked rango and i actually really liked noah too and i remember i think talking to you connor you're like oh no like noah was stupid or something but it's bonkers it made me feel like like i was sitting there and i was like man this movie's gonna make everyone think christians are like crazier (laughs) than everybody already thinks they are there aren't giant tree people (laughs) that's what i loved i loved how like the angels or whatever were rock monsters yeah i was like like, never-ending story (laughs) this is some cool shit i'm like you could have nephilim walking around that's in the book like half demon monster people stalking around that's there but no you want rock monsters (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just remember like my dad being upset by that movie. He's like, "Oh, they they didn't look like that." I'm like, "It's I don't know." Like <laughs> your dad was there. He knows what the angels look like. like. <laughs> I was just like, "What are you? What is this even going like?" I don't know. Like, 
because it veers off of whatever our interpretation of the Bible is now. And it's just like, okay. But anyways, Rango, I liked a lot. It was like really good. And it's on Hulu right now. And I started watching it again. I'm like, yeah, this movie is really cool. And I like all the little animal people. Even They're just a bunch of like dusty, like cantankerous animal folk. And he has to convince the whole town that he's actually hot shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's a very solid movie. Very, very solid. Western. I remember thinking it was fun. Mm-hmm. But if it weren't for the first Pirates, I think my favorite movie by him might be his last one is A Cure for Wellness. Did you guys ever see that? A Cure for I Wellness. I never got around to seeing that. I remember I was really psyched, and then I saw a whole bunch of negative reviews for it. Yeah, Connor, I think you would actually really like it. Um, oh, Pat, I think you would you would like it too because it's just like really strange, and uh, it's like a horror movie, but it's like body horror. But there's also just a lot of weird psychological stuff going on. And there's also like monsterish stuff going on. Ooh. So okay, I definitely recommend it. All right, yeah. You got two ooze, Tyler. That's important. That's two ooze right. at the same time. We planned that. Don't, two, don't question it. Two ooze <laughs> up. That's the franchise uh, staple. Two ooze. <laughs> yeah, ooze. Yeah, that movie made like no money, but it looks really cool too. I love how it was shot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely recommend Cure for Wellness for anyone who hasn't seen it. I feel like that was hot off the heels of Lobster for some reason, even though it probably wasn't. I think it was. I think Lobster came out the same year. Yeah. But Cure for Wellness kind of reminds me a lot of, like, uh, certain, like, manga from, like, the 70s and stuff. Like, I know that's really Ooh, okay. vague, but something like... Like from... some Junju Ito or something? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Junju Ito <laughs> plus, like, uh, Tezuka or something like Ode to Hirohito. Because like mm. it's, like, kind of body transformation, but not quite. Okay. Uh, I know that probably just now sounds really annoying and specific, but <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It, it definitely has like this weird international influence to it. Nice. I think it's really interesting. Hell yeah. But uh, that's all I had to say on Gore Vavinsky's career. Uh, I believe it's on Prime. I'm going to have that to watch now. Oh, sweet. Is it on Prime? I think so. Nice. Check it out on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> not not sponsored by Amazon, but uh, yeah. eventually, no. maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll become an Amazon influencer and make two cents <laughs> while Jeff Bezos Thanks, makes Bezos. $13 billion a day during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. He's a hero. <laughs> He's my hero. Oof. But yeah, uh, it's just in short summation, I don't know, Gorbavinsky's career is really strange, but I feel like he can pull off two complete different ends of filmmaking, like mouth, from Mouse Hunt to The Ring to Pirates. <laughs> to Rango to a cure for wellness like he just has like a really strange like range that he can just very pull eclectic off things really well yeah that is a very very wide range i mean you know he, he was smart to just keep johnny depp kind of uh moving along with his films but yeah he, he definitely <laughs> it's a very big range for, for a director to have yeah now that i know like his history and stuff i'm really happy because i wish more people would be so eclectic and like all over the place with the stuff they do just to be like not be like oh he's the horror guy yeah oh he's the twist guy it's like no this guy does like so many different things like he's just talented obviously and like just does what he feels like doing oh yeah yeah Yeah. challenging himself to do different uh different styles and everything yeah styles and genres i'm like that's pretty tight yeah yeah, I'm trying to think of any other like recent filmmakers, like or current filmmakers that really have a, a big variety of films. Like I know there's some in like the back of my head, but I can't really think of anything. It's like, you know, like Wes Anderson makes Wes Anderson movies. He doesn't like, jump around. I was gonna say Wes Anderson is an yeah. example of 
people who just not. are that. Yeah, it does not. Yeah. Like, like I feel like we're in an age of, like, modern auteurs almost, where there are certain directors that are known for, like, certain things, and they stick to their guns, and they will, like, only do that genre or, like, that vibe. Yeah, maybe, like, Richard Linklater, because he'll do some, like, like, he did School of Rock, and then he'll do uh, just a lot more dramatic of movies. Mm-hmm. as well and then he like was doing experimenting and like rotoscoping and stuff and i don't know i'm really trying to think of anybody else right now but i i really like the concept of like a working director like that like one of my favorite filmmakers uh just of all time probably is joe johnston who i just think like i don't think necessarily the like any specific movie he's made is like amazing but he's just has been through like in the industry for a very long time like he started off designing I think he helped design Boba Fett. Like Ooh. he he started off working on Star Wars, like on Return of the Jedi. I think Empire also, but then he just became a director. Like George Lucas kind of took him under his wing, and but basically he directed Jumanji. He directed oh. uh, Hidalgo, which I haven't Ooh, seen in Hidalgo. like fifteen years, but I loved as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> Hidalgo's rad. Uh, and then he did Jurassic Park three, which people don't like, but I like. <laughs> and, That's a good one. All those wonderful shots in San Diego. <laughs> no, that's the second one. Oh damn it! I, that's I feel like the second time I've done this. Yeah, probably. That's fine. <laughs> they all blend into one. And he made October <laughs> October Sky, which I always get mixed up with Vanilla Sky until I saw it, which is like a coal miners drama movie. <laughs> and he did Captain America one. Oh, and. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. He co-directed The Nutcracker and The Four Realms, which I'll always go to bat for. I think it's underrated. Can we underrated. watch that for Christmas? I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it on here as like a failed movie or something, but yeah, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, I know I'm just dragging this on for way too long, but basically I just really like it when a director can jump around and like be, not have like... I don't know, just seemingly not a huge ego, but still have, like, a lot of creative input on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just be like, yeah, I can pull this off. I can just pinch hit for this movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess for Gore Verbinski, all of his ideas are more, like, directly from him, but he just can bop around as much as he wants. He should come back and make a, a culmination of everything with Mouse Hunt meets Pirates meets The Ring. Yes, it's an adventure story like, with a mouse and a pirate who finds the ring Etc. Etc. <laughs> I'm imagining like some kind of like dark horror red wall pirate situation. Red wall? Yeah, like red wall. The the books with like the mice and they're like knights and they run around. Oh. Yeah. I got that. Stuart right. Little. Yeah. 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 Like a like a more uh, gallant Stuart Little. Yeah. Have, do you guys remember that that movie Ralph? Ralph the Squirrel, I believe, is what he was. He wasn't a <laughs> no. mouse. He was a squirrel. <laughs> what is this? You guys don't. You guys never watched Ralph. No, what is this? <laughs> it's like it's, it's just a called Ralph Squirrel movie. Yeah, it's called Ralph. I don't. Fi- I can't find it anywhere on the internet. What? <laughs> I, maybe I'm not saying, it, but it was called Ralph the Squirrel. Unless it was some like movie my grandmother made, but <laughs> probably <laughs> that's the thing that existed. It was like Ralph, and he would like ride a motorcycle. Sometime, oh yeah, Ralph no, the Children. But yeah, Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, I I do remember that. He he does have a motorcycle. Uh, I don't yeah, Ralph the Squirrel. Hold on. Are you talking about like bikers, biker mice from Mars? Because no, that's something. No, else. that was that was Ralph's father. Ralph. 
That was Ralph's. Father. I actually think it's, it's called a... Ralph. Ri- it's Ralph rides a motorcycle. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I think it's called Ralph rides a motorcycle. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking this up. How did we get here? It does, it... I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun though. <laughs> oh, I like the picture of it. it yeah, it was like a mouse yeah. having a kick-ass Beverly time. Oh, clearly. I remember this picture. For oh, some it's reason. a mouse. Beverly okay. Cleary. She. I remember her from elementary school as with her books. Like she would write. It, basically, Ralph. Uh, the the mouse and the motorcycle is Ralph and his oh, motorcycle. God. Yeah, it it was a children's book. It's a movie, right. and it's like a weird stop motion. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is terrifying. I it was watch it, this no, now. yeah, it watch was, it. It's it totally your jam. Really I feel cute. like like that and Mirror Mask. <laughs> oh, Mirror Mask. Yeah. Oof, don't even. Yeah, my grandma showed me that. That fucked me up. <laughs> your your grandma showed you Mirror Mask. Yeah. How? Why? Did she like <laughs> like Neil Gaiman or something? Like I don't know. No, she was like, "This was an interesting movie. You should watch." She also showed me Pan's Labyrinth. So thank you, Benga, for what exposing a... me to all of this at a young age. That's what a really cool, cool grandma, movie. though. Yeah, like for both of those movies. Damn. I yeah, actually like rad out there things. Yeah, <laughs> I have a copy of Mirror Mask right now because I borrowed it from future guest Cameron Takeda because he'll be on here eventually (laughs) one day Cameron so we keep mentioning him uh I borrowed from him like I don't know like a year ago and I still haven't watched but Uh, Mirror Mask is sick yeah it looks really strange from the images but I like Dave have you not watched it no I haven't watched it yet it's pretty bizarre no wonder I knew it was Dave McKean like that guy gave gave me nightmares I remember the first thing (laughs) ever thing I got from was a Batman the Arkham a serious house on serious serious earth book the only book ever I was actually scared of the Joker, and the only book ever that gave me like actual nightmares. Yeah, I haven't seen him do a full. Oh no, there's one that I saw him do. Cages. Which was like, it was like a gangster book that Neil Gaiman also wrote, uh, "Violent Cases" or something like that. But right. I've seen him do a lot of just like cover. Uh, what's that? He's like? a. He's got a full book called Cages that's like just drawn by him. Oh, okay, I'll write yeah. that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Wait, hold on, real quick, real quick. Tyler, I haven't seen your hair. I love it. Oh. All right, moving on. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I put it up because it's like hot. I can't have this, but yeah. I was surprised you oh, still that's do that's a little ponytail. Pirates. That's pretty pirates. I guess that's uh, <laughs> that's podcast news because my my drawing that Grayson did, I had. Well, I guess I still do have like a little bun right now, so it's yeah, still valid. Little, yeah, but I had like really long hair for a while. Well, I don't know about really long, but it was it was <laughs> past my shoulder. <laughs> Nice. We're gonna make Years. her redraw your hair for the fiftieth time and make her scream at the top of her life. Yeah, hey Grayson, can you? Anytime I grow it out for like a week, hey Grayson, can you fix this? Connor, Connery also did a little uh, little lift of his bun. Uh, on yeah, the, my, my on bun. The it's a little higher now. You can't see it in the image. It looks like I'm bald. I'm not bald. <laughs> you just have it behind you. you I've shaved my head except for the back of my hair, which is very long. It's it's glued on. You can do it. You just grow out, the, yeah. Grow out the like, grow out your hair and just like have like just hair on the back. Of your head. If I want people on the streets to think I am some kind of demented monster Grim Reaper man, I would grow just the back of my head out and sculpt the streets of Los Angeles at night. Like, Speaking God, of pirates, <laughs> I was just gonna say the we're not talking you just about described. that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. The character you just described, Connery, sounds like a kind of character Bill Nye would play. Oh, like in the character Caribbean? he plays in At World's End, uh, Davy Jones. Uh, oh, you're oh, right. How, how do we get back to the movie? 
Let's actually talk about the movie we're supposed to talk about after half an hour of just shooting the shit, basically. Yeah, I was trying to just, like, make this as momentous as possible because I feel like this, like, is a culmination of uh, the Pirates franchise before they just decided to make more. But I just <laughs> resolutely failed because I meant to sing the song at the same time as you. It didn't work. And then we just talked <laughs> about random stuff and it didn't work. Well, I thought it worked great. I, I, I think we said a lot of cool information about other movies other than Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. That's how it works. Podcasts. Yeah. Meta. It's a podcast, Tyler. We're meta. We're cool. We're indie. We're hip. We're not even discovered yet. That's how like unknown we are. <laughs> we all have ponytails. We all have ponytails. I do, too. Actually, I do have like three weird braids for some reason. Probably going through. Pat's got his Jack Sparrow braids. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Connery has a Shao Fang beard, which I keep telling him is offensive and he needs to stop. Right, wait, wait, wait. It's I can't see your beard. Connery, move your face. Oh, I like that. That's piratey. Keep it growing. It's, it's somewhat. Yeah, I'll, I'll, if I grow it out long enough, then it could. Speaking of that, uh, I'm trying to do a transition, Tyler. Quick, go. Uh, anyways, what movies have you been watching recently? <laughs> Damn you to hell! <laughs> um, I actually let's do that at the end or something. I have, a, I have a let's just talk about this movie so people don't get too mad. I have a, a terrible, disturbing fact that I have been binging Game of Thrones again for the third time for some reason this summer. That's cool. that's fine, dude. And oh my god, it's so good until it. the last like two to four seasons. Well, that's it. <laughs> Two to four, show. huh? <laughs> but it, it definitely kind of added on to this whole, uh, you know, pirates uh, podcast because it, it mm. definitely got me into the mood of you know, sword fighting and uh, monsters, monsters, sword fighting and monsters, mm. yeah, and witches, yeah. witches too, Ooh. witches too. Mm. Mm. I do want to say though, Palm Springs with Andy Sandberg. Have you guys seen that? No. I haven't, but it looks super cute and fun. It is bizarre in the best kind of ways. That's all I can say. Nice. Is it? Yeah. I don't want to give it away, but yeah. I don't know if Lily uh, started watch, or you know, she started watching it. I don't know if she finished it, but it was like she was about to turn it off, and I was just like, because uh, she was like five minutes in, I was like, and I was just walking by, I was like, oh, I heard that like something totally different change like happens like ten minutes in, <laughs> she was like about to turn it off, and yeah. then like, like she oh. sat and was like, oh, okay, yeah, this yeah. is pretty interesting. Yeah, it was it, that that was something that that I didn't expect and was pretty fun, pretty fun, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. What about you, Connery? Let's drag this out. Sure. Um, in this timeline, I'm actually playing Ghost of Tsushima, and you know what? It's way longer than I thought it would be and way better than I thought it would be. I'm having a really great time playing it. What just is been, it? Uh, it? It's a video game. And, 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 and again, yes. And what is what is this now? <laughs> it's a video game. Okay, nice talk. <laughs> it's a video game. What are you doing? It's, What's it's, it about? It's... it's it's a video game that takes place in like uh, the island of Tsushima in Japan. Um, you're fighting off the Mo- Mongol horde. Koten Khan. Koten Khan. Fantastic. They did such a good job. Like this is a game where I'm like, the bad guy is so on point. He is smart. He is cunning. He's scary, and he pushes Jin, the hero, to like j- t- cast aside his samurai code in the best way as possible. I'm like. There's there's a part in the game, spoilers um, alert, where he has like you and your best friend, like ca- or one of your friends, captured, and he kills him in front of you, and he says like, "All right, 
well, that's one, and you chose to not, like, side with me, but you know what? Well, I'll just have to catch another one, and you'll have to choose again. And I was like, what a terrifying bad guy. What, a, like, a horrible thing to say to, like, this hero to be like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to keep killing your friends until you, like, team up with me. But I I liked my friends. Exactly. Why did he have I to kill them? them. Is uh, but, is Tom Cruise in that game? Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is not in that game. He's no, not he's the last he's, samurai. He's the voice of the last. Is he not? He he's the last samurai, but he's not in the game, unfortunately. No. All right, I guess. You just see him sprinting yeah. by in the background. Hey, hey guys, it's me, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Bye, Tom Cruise. Uh, I guess I'm since we're samurai. doing this, uh, <laughs> I said I've never seen a. I never really knew about like Sid Haig until he like died and. Uh, I never have seen a Rob Zombie movie, <laughs> but uh, on Hulu, House of a Thousand Corpses was on there. Oh my! So I was like, oh, let's just check this out. And I didn't know it was his first movie. God. Never seen it. And it starts off, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's like okay, it's like kind of campy. It's like seems a little low budget, but the more I got through it, I'm like, hey, I actually like really like this. Pat has his hands in his eyes. It's and I think he froze. so good, but it's so yeah, it is good. Fuck. Oh, can I curse on this? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can curse. Okay. It's so huh? fucked up. <laughs> you can curse like a pirate. I be so fucked up. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's very very much like an homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a lot, a lot of like 70s mm-hmm. horror movies like Grindhouse stuff. And it's just pretty amazing seeing like a first time filmmaker who is just like he's like a musician before this, obviously. Uh, but I don't know. I thought it was like really well done for a first time movie. And then right after that, he I watched. Uh, I just immediately watched The Devil's Rejects because that was also on Hulu. And no, it's like a sequel to it. No. <laughs> so both of those movies are like really fucked up, like a little too fucked up for me. But I think I think you'll like House of a Thousand Corpses, Connery, more than Devil's oh, yeah? Rejects because there's like some like cool gross monstery people in it okay i like that uh especially near the end and then the second one's more just like i don't know it's like a road film with like just three really fucked up characters uh and it's is it more like uh i guess you haven't seen um come to daddy yet with elijah wood but there's a really creepy dude in that that i think might fit the aesthetic you're talking about with the road stuff creepy guys yeah probably but yeah i just always remember seeing like posters for devil's rejects when it was coming out and it was like at the video store and stuff because i was just too young i was like that movie looks really brutal (laughs) very true (laughs) and i'm glad i didn't see it until now (laughs) right and it was very brutal uh, yeah (laughs) it was was just pretty i don't know like he directed the halloween remakes right after that rob zombie did it's just like wow kind of just want to keep watching his filmography because it's a lot better of a filmmaker than i just kind of expected i guess and uh specifically like when like in the early 2000s like under cranking cameras was like a big effect where it's like people were choppy because basically instead of shooting at 24 frames a second they would shoot at like 16 so it's like the reverse of slow-mo like smooth slow-mo you know what I mean, mm-hmm. Connery? Yeah. And, like, the way he actually uses that in both of these movies, uh, especially at the end of Devil's Rejects, it feels almost like a Tarantino kind of movie. Uh, okay. It's just, like, a big standoff and everything. Mm. But just the way he uses undercranks the camera, like, I feel like it's actually really effective and cool. And that's, like, the these are the first movies I've seen where I actually really like the way they, they pulled off that effect. Like, remember when we watched Resident Evil 2? 
Yes. Uh, and it's just all <laughs> like that. It's like really choppy looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. But I'm so excited horribly. to talk about that on this show. Like <laughs> when we get to talk about the zombie that takes pictures with its camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah. I'll have to finish Resident Evil 5 and 6 with Lily. Past and future guest Lily Young. <laughs> Before we get to uh, Resident Evil. But anyways, those are my recommendations. House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects on Hulu. Uh, I'd like to do this as like to talk on this podcast at some point because Three from Hell is like the the third film that with the same characters that he made mm-hmm. like a couple years ago. But I'm also, it's like a deep, kind of like seems like it's like a lot of, I'm hesitant with like a lot of horror franchises because people like definitely know their shit in the horror world. So it's just like, yeah. oh, he's yeah. just some average Joe talking about this movie. What an idiot. Like he doesn't know anything about this. I don't know really what's more to know than blood smash, killer kill people. I mean, you've just insulted so many it, people. I, I, I don't know. Speaking like, of, uh, speaking of which, <laughs> you know, Disney just shows no blood and that's weird. Am I right? You're totally right, Pat, and they show no blood so much more than in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Strange. Hey. It looks like we're talking about that right now. Hey, Cap- <laughs> Captain Spal- Are we? Are we? <laughs> Captain Spaulding. We're like 40 minutes in. Captain Spaulding, uh, much more of a bastard than Captain Jack Sparrow, but coincidence, they're both captains. Yes. Sure, sure. Shall I shall I open the movie now, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. This was really was fun though. Yeah. In the background. <laughs> Much like forty minutes ago when we first started this <laughs> podcast. Wait, let's sing the song better this time. Oh, no, no, we're not no. going we to do it. Using your harmonies. No. Let's do it. <laughs> anytime Fine, I try okay. to make like a very uh like I feel like anytime I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a very momentous episode, I just find a way to like, f- like just wreck it into the ground immediately. Mm-hmm. It's momentous in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Okay, are, are we starting? Wait, are we actually singing it now? I don't know. I, I lost the. Message. What do you want, Tyler? <laughs> okay, n- wait. Narrate, narrate the intro, and then we'll get into it as the boy sings okay. it. Okay. Okay. So, in the beginning, we see a line of men. All men and men and men and women lined up at the gallows, all shackled. Beckett is starting to hunt down and kill pirates more so than ever before. Um, we see the next line go up; they get hanged. The next line go up. There's a little boy, and I think there's like a last words kind of thing. But the little boy decides to start singing a sea shanty, perhaps that he learned on the ocean with his pirate crew. <laughs> He was the captain of a ship at one point. He was the captain of a, of a little boy crew, and <laughs> he's just part of the the Lost Boys or the the Peter, yeah, Pan Peter crew. Pan's Lost Boys. Peter yeah. Pan's dead, along with every other child in an animal costume. There, Rufio's bones are just <laughs> eaten by the kraken. Captain Hook was long ago murdered by Beckett. Anywho, I guess we're not singing the song, thank God. Wait, but Peter Pan's got kids? What? Moving on. Doesn't matter. It's a hook reference. Thought it wouldn't Pat- play. <laughs> you froze. I heard Peter Pan got skinned, and I was Sorry. like, yikes. <laughs> Peter, no, Peter Pan's got kids? It's fine. Move on, please. He's got those please. lost Let's boys that, that he out. kidnaps from houses. Yeah, Lost Boys, then a giant sax man started playing a saxophone at a big event. <laughs> and the vampires came by. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. 
Yeah. So Beckett has become a super dictator of sort. Um, they hang the little boy along with the other pirates. He sings that song that we poorly sang in the beginning. Hi, Lily. Um, <laughs> Beckett also has a silver coin. We don't really know what that means at this point, but he flips it and it becomes part of the title sequence at, for the At World's End thing. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like the coin is like a flat earth. So flat earthers get their wet dream of having the earth be flat. Um, <laughs> I like how, uh, I like, just this whole song in the beginning, it's so dramatic. And, like, I just feel like it's a little, like, cheesy. I'm just like, because of how dramatic it is. But by the end of it, when they actually, like, just freaking hang the kid, I was like, fuck. Like, that was actually, it's it's this good middle ground of being, like, like, you have to buy into it, but it's. It's dramatically effective, I think, because Beckett's yeah, they're, just they're, so evil. They're setting the board for the whole movie, being like, all right, this one, you thought Dead Man's Chest was dark? This one's even darker. <laughs> Dead Man's Chest <laughs> is, like, not dark at all. It's, like, super colorful yeah. and cartoony, and then this one's, like, suddenly really dramatic. Yeah. Mm. So we cut to I, what I originally thought was, like, some kind of shantytown version of Venice, and then I say, is it Singapore? We learn it is Singapore. Elizabeth is in disguise and she is rowing through the canals and also singing the same song that the dead child was singing. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, Elizabeth is confronted by some goons, but Barbosa steps in and together they sneak away from the guards and they go further into the compound. Yeah, uh, just, the crew of th- just seeing Barbosa like show up again, just like mm-hmm. at the end of Dead Man's Chest, it was just like, I don't know, like say what you will about all of these movies, a varying, de- like whatever you think of them in varying degrees i just think barbosa is just universally dope (laughs) he is like especially in this movie i was like he sold me i'm like i'm like barbosa is like the biggest badass ever (laughs) he's just always having fun too Mm -hmm. so the crew of the formal pearl are also doing a stealth infiltration mission um it turns out barbosa and elizabeth are having a meeting with the feared pirate captain sao fang um, Elizabeth is told to remove her weapons and she has a ton of them. And then the creepy man who tells her to do so also tells her to remove her clothes and we cut away. So I don't know if she, does she do it? I, I don't know. Like there's no like jab that she throws at him or like, yeah, there's a lot in the first three movies. That's just like, Oh, a woman on a boat's bad luck. Uh, there's just like a lot of like, women are bad talk basically i'm like yeah. okay i get p- part of that because it's like the seven like the 1600s or whatever so it's like that's just how it was but it's also like a modern movie like you don't need to like every single time another pirate encounters uh elizabeth she's like oh a woman pirate <laughs> even though like as we like this is way fast forwarding like one of the pirate lords is a lady so it's like why does it matter but exactly yeah. it's like okay like she already exists in this world like elizabeth isn't like a, a what's not a like what's it called she's not an anomaly like they exist yeah so yeah um the crew can the crew of the pearl continues to infiltrate uh yeah they keep on going to like get into the actual meeting room uh barbosa barters with sao fang for a ship we also learned that the crew of the former Pearl has botched an attempt to steal a map for to the ends of the earth from Sao Fang. And uh, Sao Fang has also captured Will, apparently, because Will shows up. He's just in a bucket, like, underwater. <laughs> yeah, he's just submerged. Yeah. Uh, I, I've already interrupted, like, six times. but <laughs> It doesn't matter. Sao Fang, played by Chow Yun-Fat. 
Uh, I was yeah. so stoked for this movie when it came out, even though I didn't really like Dead Man's Chest that much. I like, like I was love the first one, Dead Man's Chest, even as like a I don't know, fourteen year old or something. I was just like, <laughs> eh, like I don't know. And then like I see that Chow Yun Fett's in the trailer, and I think the probably the only thing I saw him in, like maybe I don't even think I saw her like hard boiled or anything. I think I saw that after this, but so it's probably just Bulletproof Monk. Do you guys remember that movie? No. Pat, did you ever I, see Bulletproof I Monk? I do remember Bulletproof Monk, yes. That was... <laughs> it was, like, that very was... much whatever, but, like, I think that was just, like, one of my first exposures to Chow Yun-Fat. I think that was mine, mine as well, yeah. It was, it was very, like, who are you? What What is happening in this? This is fun. Appa- apparently, it's an Image comic, originally. Oh, oh really? Okay. But Chow Yun-Fat and Sean William Scott buddy up. Like, yeah, Chow Fat's like a Tibetan monk that, like, fights people on the streets of, like, New York or something, and <laughs> I don't know, I just remember it not being very good, but I was like, oh, I like that guy. I'm so excited for him to fight as a pirate, that's gonna be so cool when I see him fight all these pirates in At World's End, uh, but I, that's all I wanted to say for now. <laughs> yeah, um, turns out he does none of that, so during this meeting, um... Yeah, uh, Barbosa says the Salfang has been uh, summoned by the nine pirate lords via a ringing magic coin. So Barbosa has a coin that is magic, but I I gotta say I feel like the coins are supposed to be significant, but then like we learned they're not, and the <laughs> nine pieces of eight aren't coins at all, and they're just like random baubles. Yeah, like these coins, I guess, don't mean anything. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, so we were really confused, you, me, and Lily, about, uh, like, what the terms of the curse were for the original, like, the Black Pearl, you know? Yeah. And then Alyssa messaged me something that was, like, the past and future guest Alyssa Wise <laughs> messaged me something about, like, what the answer was, and I'm still confused, but, like, she knows, so she'll probably correct us on these things, which is great. Because there's a bunch of things in Pirates that I'm just very confused by. Like, what the is she going to be on one of like the episodes of Pirates with us? I'll, I'll have her like email us uh, a voice memo or something. <laughs> That'd be good. I like that. Thanks for listening, Alyssa. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> so Sal Fang is really interested in fighting a a pirate war. So turns out one of the bathhouse dudes was a mole for the British. And uh, the British come in. They just like bust it's down a, the door. Yeah, they just show them. They're like, "Surprise!" Yeah, we were yeah. listening the whole time. Strategically, very strategically, they they just uh, yeah. plan it just right. Hmm. Um. So yeah, they bust out the door. Mad Dash fight to escape. Um. Tia Dalma is also there. We learned that Will has designs of his own for the Black Pearl and needs Sao's help to do it. Uh, Mercer overhears overhears this too oh my god <laughs> everyone except for Sao Fang meets up again and they set sail the first half of this movie I feel is like really dragged out and it's all this lore that they're suddenly shoving on you uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, like we find out Jack is a pirate lord now in this third yeah. movie um, yep. you know Jack Sparrow uh, his real last name is Palpatine <laughs> it's basically what we find out in this movie yeah the flying dutchman resurfaces um just destroy it's just destroying ships now killing every pirate on board 
we learned that Beckett is the cause, and he has uh, one of the one of the pieces of nine. He has one of the nine pieces of eight that aren't I, a piece of the actual pieces of eight. Yeah, because him being there at the pirate meeting doesn't really have any deal. I I, I don't really understand. Wait, Mercer, um, you said? I I'm sorry. I meant Norrington has one of the five, one of the oh, nine, yeah. eight pieces of nine. Norrington, and, uh, who's like just like they have so many characters now that they're just like, yeah, let's focus on this one for a while. It's, there's just so many characters by this point. Mm-hmm. Mercer tells Beckett of Will's plan too. Um, he's always like, hey, Will wants the Black Pearl, and it's whatever. Norrington is now an admiral, and he has given his old sword that Will made back to him by Beckett, which is funny because he goes like, oh, I have betrayed my friends. I forgot. Uh, back aboard the former Pearl, uh, they are sailing through the Arctic. We learn that the map shifts and has cryptic clues on it. Uh, we also learn getting to Davy Jones' locker is easy. Getting back is the hard part, or so Barbosa tells us. Yeah, because he... Wait. Oh, right, right. He says that. Never mind. Keep going. Because <laughs> I think just, like, <laughs> right after that, he's like... They're like, oh, how do we... Because uh... he's like, oh, now we're lost. Uh, wait, I have, I have the quote. I have the quote right here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, good. Hi, we're good and lost now. And then Elizabeth's like, what? And he's like... For certain, you have to be lost to find the places can't be found. Elsewise, everyone would know where it was. And he just starts <laughs> to get, he line. just starts to like get in his zone of like, we're going off the edge of the earth, man. Let's do it. I don't he know what's it. happening. Sorry, continue. <laughs> it's good. No, Pat, that's perfect. He Thank loves you. going <laughs> off the earth. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Beckett oversees the work of Davy Jones. He, uh, as Davy Jones sadly plays the organ, yeah. he's really just a sad octopus, octopus boy who wants his freedom back. <laughs> That's exactly, I wrote down Davy, sad boy Jones. Dude, <laughs> the lone tear, the lone tear that he's very confused and angry at. He's just, yes. he's listening to. He scoops to... off with a tentacle. Hi. <laughs> yeah. He's sadly listening to Fallout Boy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Beckett and Jones have a meeting where Beckett scolds him for leaving no one alive on purpose. Uh, the heart of Davy Jones and the chest are now on the Dutchman with guns pointed at it by British soldiers at all times to ensure that Jones follows orders. Sailing across space looks really cool. We're now, we've now crossed over. No, wait, not yet. No, we're now like, uh, sailing and it looks just like the, night skies reflected on the water it just looks really really cool i, I remember i liked that scene a lot that, where it looks yeah. like they're sailing through space that universal scene where it's just like you know the boat flowing through this universe yeah very pretty mm-hmm. it's tight yeah that is well, cool. like when they're on in the uh arctic or whatever at first i'm like ah it's a bit much like everyone's super cold that one random pi- there's a lot of pirates that they picked up in Singapore that they focus mm-hmm. on a lot in these scenes for some reason, and like one yeah. guy, his hand gets like or his toe, he just pulls his toe off on accident because he's like frozen. <gasps> I'm just like, yeah. God, like I feel really bad for that guy, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just weird and distracting, kind of. But yeah. Singapore soldiers are tough. Yeah, tough as nails, except when they start panicking because they snap their. Foot <laughs> <toe off. laughs> Yes. 
So Will and Elizabeth are having relationship issues. Tia Dalma tells Will everything has a cost in the end. Will notices that she has a music box around her neck, just like Davy Jones's. Uh, we then we go over the edge of the edge of the world. Um, and then I have a note here says, "Remember Sinbad, the animated movie? I liked that movie." <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Yep. That movie. That's another movie like Bulletproof Monk that made like no money. I liked Sinbad a lot. I really enjoyed that movie when I saw it as a kid. I'm like, this is sick, and I love it. <laughs> Giant goddess lady just messing with him the entire time. It's awesome. That's what the poster seems to entail. Brad Pitt voiced Sinbad. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Whoa. Is it better than uh, Road to El Dorado? Uh, I have to watch it again and give you an update on that. Cause I, part my heart wants to say yes. All right, let me know on the next episode. Yeah, there's just not <laughs> enough uh, maybe catchy music in Sinbad to oh, maybe Sin- beat it, but we'll see. Sinbad made a little bit of money. Maybe I'm thinking of like Titan AE or something. That <laughs> <Yeah. Man> movie. <laughs> So here we are Um, in Davy Jones locker. Jack has gone even crazier than he was before. Um, He commands a crew full of endless Jacks and on a maroon black pearl in the middle of a desert. And he's just, he's just losing his shit out the middle of nowhere. Uh, Yeah, because he's he's seemingly dead, but he's not, I don't really know how this works at all, but they also just brought Barbosa back. So it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like Dragon Ball Z. It's like whenever a character <laughs> exactly. dies, they can just summon him back, kind of. Yeah, they can come back. Like, magic exists in the world. Monsters exist. You can bring somebody back from the world of the dead. Snake way. Snake yeah. way. <laughs> Barbosa, Will, Elizabeth, and Tia Dalma, and the rest of the gang arrive at Davy Jones' locker to see the Pearl flying towards them with Jack in tow. Uh, the gang is together again. Jack thinks nobody is real. It takes Elizabeth telling him so to snap him out of it. Well, before on this board- is like the whole sequence with all the the uh, crabs, right? Yeah, the crabs, and they the crabs are the things that carry the ship to the sea. Yeah. Do you like any of what has happened so far, Pat? Uh, so I mean, essentially during during this part, what I noticed again from rewatching it that like the first scene we see of Jack is is his nose just sort of sniffing along this flat plane. Yeah. To, to seemingly nowhere until he finds the uh, the little uh, peanut, but it, it kind of gave me a it kinda, yeah it kind of gave me a very like he's not on drugs but he's definitely on some sort of something just yeah and he's sniffing I the mean, whole time yeah he's like just straight like, like almost snorting no he's he's and he <laughs> does it several table. times during this scene yeah he's he's just he's lost his shit he doesn't know what has been happening um. <laughs> I yeah I I have a fun fact I don't know if you guys know it too um, all the Jack Sparrows in the background uh, there was a lot of green screen Jack but like a good majority of just a bunch of Jack lookalikes that they brought in oh that's funny yeah I didn't know yeah that. there's there's yeah, a was... whole bunch of them there's there's yeah a whole bunch of extras yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that because I was. Uh, anytime I watch that scene, I'm like, "How did they shoot this?" Because it seems like it would just be extremely tedious to make Johnny Depp do all of those characters, you know? Yeah, yeah. There, there's only uh, or all the bodies. Yeah, there's only only a few, and then the rest are just extras that look just like him. Because you know, the fandom of Jack Sparrow comes into That'd play. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
on board the Pearl, Jack and Barbosa try out, uh, do try out for, oh, do they try to out captain each other? That's the words I was trying mm-hmm. to pronounce. So they just kind of shout at everybody in the crew and see who can out captain the other. Barbosa definitely wins. Um, Will and Elizabeth have another heart to heart about how Elizabeth is killing Jack, about Elizabeth killing Jack, <laughs> and things aren't super good between them. And uh, we see the dead float below the sea. Tia Dalma tells us that Davy Jones should be the one ferrying those souls to the afterlife, but he's not doing it anymore. And I can't say he was ever doing it at all. <laughs> yeah, he just like didn't want it. dereliction of duty, so they turned him into a octopus man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they do say offhandedly like Beckett or Mercer's. Oh, yeah, I guess it's Beckett. It's like, oh yeah, it just kills Elizabeth's dad. I'm like, oh really? I was going to get to that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cut, okay. cut, cut me out. <laughs> <laughs> she she also tells us that the goddess Calypso and how Davy Jones can come ashore every 10 years. Uh, we also learned that Jones was once a man. Big info dump. Uh, this entire movie is a giant <laughs> info dump. Ex- <laughs> the first half is a lot of exposition. Yeah. That's not even really necessary. Yeah. yeah. Now we see, we see dead men's, dead people sailing on little boats. Elizabeth's dad is among them. Uh, he's very dead. He says he was killed because he saw the chest of Davy Jones. Uh, gives another info dump about how killing Davy Jones' heart, you must put your own there instead, for the Dutchman must always have a captain. Attack and their he sailed- heart. <laughs> I, I I put that in the end of the last episode. Awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's a big bummer considering... Like, I like Jonathan Price a lot in these movies, and I think mm-hmm. only really in the first one he has a lot of fun stuff to do. Well, you know, he had to go to Game of Thrones. Is he in that, too? He is. He's, yeah, he's, he's the, the highest sparrow, sparrow, isn't he? The high sparrow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's his Jack Sparrow <laughs> relative. <laughs> he's, the, he's the communist uh, priest man. Yes, oh. the communist priest. I've only seen the first <laughs> season of Game of Thrones. I need to watch the rest of it eventually. Which season is that, Pat? Is that like season like four? Oh god, it's Five? it's it's six. It's close to the end. Six. Yeah, that's a, it's a that was a, that was a good it's season. An angry, angry, dark season. But yeah, anyways, that's 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 why he had to die in pirates because he had to move on. Yeah, yeah. He, he, on different, I guess broader he shores. Have, he didn't have too much more to do, and like I don't know, I just bummed by how self serious these movies become by this point because the first one's mm-hmm. just a, a bucket load of fun. Yeah, and then they get really self-serious. Yeah, very, very self-serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Dutchman is always out. Oh, we are running low on water and rum. Uh, Jack is definitely insane. He talks to many Jacks about about taking Jones's place and living forever. Uh, however, yeah. Jack's ma- yeah, however, Jack's madness gives him an epiphany, and he tries to rock the ship over and uh, to flip them over to the right side of the world. Uh Eventually, everyone does it, and they flip to the right side of the world, and it's funny, and it's cool. And they do an actual practical underwater scene, which is really nifty. Yeah, well, this this part, I think, is the first scene I really like in this movie, when they, they mm-hmm. just run back and forth on the boat until they eventually flip over. <laughs> what's that? Oh, what's that? And it's, like, back and forth, Jack, like, seemingly going insane still, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's like, oh, shit. He's got it, and everybody just starts. Yeah, yeah. Every basically everybody's going insane throughout this whole, but they all start to realize <laughs> that they're all insane in their own sanity, and it just yeah. continues to work. Anywho, 
Yeah, but <laughs> totally. I guess they shot like the whole scene. Like I, I sent it to you, Connery, like you're saying or whatever. But like the behind mm-hmm. the scenes, that it's a practical scene of them underwater <laughs> getting pulled around, everything because they have to hold on to the boat upside down. And then in the movie, like it flips upside down, so it looks like a ship in a bottle almost. Yeah, and everything's inverted. There's some. That's like probably the. Well, the, the, the shot with the stars overlooking, like, the end of the world was really cool, too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, like, way too much plot stuff in the first half of this movie, but there's still some, like, really nice shots. Like, there's some great visual elements. Oh, it's it. very beautiful, the first half, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone points guns at each other once they, we reach the right side of the world. It doesn't amount to anything. Uh, we go to an island for some resupply. We find the remains of the Kraken, who's very dead, unfortunately. We're going to miss our dear beastie. Uh, Barbosa convinces Jack to actually participate in the pirate fight. Goodbye, beastie. Yeah, goodbye, beastie. Sal Fang shows up, and his men on the Pearl betray everyone and capture the Pearl. Uh, Will has tricked everyone and takes the Pearl to rescue his dad. <gasps> Elizabeth. Wait, so- <laughs> Will has tricked someone again? Good lord. Again. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Elizabeth is really PO'd, and Jack is given Jack is given over to Beckett, and Beckett gives away the location of the heart to Jones immediately. Um, because Jones and, uh, what's his name? Because Jack and Beckett have a meeting, and Basically, Beckett's like, oh, I have the heart, and guess what? It's on the Flying Dutchman, and you'll never get it. There's so, a there's a tea-drinking sequence that, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Will is betrayed immediately by Sao Fang aboard the Black Pearl, who sells him down the river to Beckett. <laughs> Fucking, like, so Sao Fang, like, I get why he's mad at Jack, because Jack just always doesn't do the right thing around other people like he always just double crosses everyone but in a way that's mm. like it just mostly just puts people out of their money more so than gets anyone killed it seems mm. but man i don't know like just get more and more bummed as we talk about sao fang because he's really just like an exposition plot device character in this movie and doesn't get to do yeah. anything everything yeah. seems to be going to shit but barbosa says that they have an Ace in the hole, Calypso. And Barbosa is going to free her from the human form. Also, he needs cords. And he needs all the cords. He needs all the nine pieces of eight as well. <laughs> and I hear, what the hell is even going on screaming? Yeah. Wait, which part is this? Like, I'm so... I'm just, like, really lost already. Because, like, when do they all... When are they all about to shoot each other and then their guns are full of water? That's that's like right. That part. Right after they, they do the, the flip, the boat flip, and they're like, oh, we're alive again. Shh, crap, like, let's all try and figure out who is betraying who and what is happening. Let's all shoot each other. That's smart, right? <laughs> they're all laughing, and then and then Jack shoots his gun, and it's just full of water, and then everyone's guns yeah. full of water. Yeah. And then one of the mm-hmm. pirates is like, we can still use them as clubs. <laughs> Yeah, bop one of the other ones on the goes, Ow! Um, oh yeah, the um, oh god, uh, Pintel and Rigetti apparently is their names, but right. they have uh-huh. like become the comedic duo of this whole movie for for some reason. Yeah, 
It's like their uh, their other their other like comedic duo was the two red coats in the first yeah. movie. Yeah, they show up yep. later here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they show up later. They're, but they're both they're, like those are their counterparts. I guess Pinto and Reggetti are more like. Oh, uh, wow! I'm just totally spacing. But uh, wait, R two D two and C three PO. But pretty, yeah. no, pretty much. I mean, that's what are their names? Uh, yeah, the act- uh, the two headed dragon from Swan Princess. Yeah, the three-headed uh, ogre from Pony Python. The There's movie. a lot of three-headed things <laughs> somewhere in various cinema elements. Of, yeah, you mean the actors? Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. There you go. There you it go. took me like an hour. <laughs> Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. That's who they're like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone wants to sell Elizabeth. That's what my note says. Um, I really don't like it. There are so many things happening at once right now. My brain is breaking in the worst way. This is just me reading notes I did a week ago. Jeez. Uh, Beckett and Jack negotiate about finding the last pirate stronghold. Elizabeth agrees to go with Sao Fang against everyone else saying, please don't do that. Uh, Jack agrees to a deal to save his own life by betraying literally everyone. Uh, Wait. Over a fight. Jack's also betraying someone else? Sorry. <laughs> However, a fight breaks out and everyone escapes. <laughs> it's just madness at this point. If you're confused, I'm confused reading this back. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember if it's to this point yet, but I just <laughs> Davy Jones has absolutely nothing to do in this movie until he's needed. Like he mm-hmm. just shuffles around for like 80% of the movie. Are we to the point where they get on to the uh, Flying Dutchman for some reason I don't really remember? Uh, Not yet. For, I, I have here, Beckett sends the Dutchman after Sao Fang. Right. And uh, he will handle the Pearl, and Beckett will handle the Pearl himself. On board Sao Fang's ship, Elizabeth is all dressed up. Uh, they're going on their way to Shipwreck Cove, and Sao Fang believes Elizabeth to be the goddess Calypso in human form. Elizabeth decides to play along. Sao Fang assaults her and is blasted by a cannonball. Uh, he gives her one of the nine pieces of eight and makes her a captain of his ship. Uh, also turns out Norrington is there attacking um, the ship Elizabeth is on. Uh, I don't like any on. of it. All right, real, yeah, real quick. Turns out Norrington is there. Real quick. Norrington cannot get a fucking break in any of these movies. I just want to point yeah, that out. Like, that's what talking about. That's... He... His, his wife just kind of shit and doesn't get any better. <laughs> Never. That's, That's what I was gonna talk like when he's he they leave him on like he doesn't even need to stay on the I know I'm jumping ahead but he doesn't even need to stay on the yeah, Flying yeah. Dutchman it seems but then Bootstrap Bill of all people has to stab him because he's like part of the ship part of the crew. Yes, but yeah. like he's like totally brainwashed. But then once he sees Will later, he's totally changed back around again. It's like I don't mm-hmm. think he needed to stab Norrington, nor did I think Norrington needed to stand there and get stabbed. <laughs> well, you know, the plot demanded it. He had nothing to do. The plot needed drama, and it needed you know, it needed something something different, some change to the normal characters. That's that's why we did that. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, so I guess uh. Um, oh, Norrington is commanding the Dutchman. That's what's happening. Yes. And his ship is attacking that. And they capture Elizabeth. Um, Davy Jones is also just hanging out. Elizabeth is taken to the brig of the Dutchman where she calls out to for bootstrap. And I actually kind of like this scene. It's very upsetting in like a weird way with bootstrap like coming out of the wall and him like being more like 
part of the ship, part of the crew kind of thing. <laughs> so he's like, he's on the, the verge crew. of becoming, he's on the, the verge ship, of, part of the <laughs> crew. Part of the- <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, pause real quick. Um, Elizabeth yeah. became pirate, the, the pirate, uh, the, she basically replaced South Thang. Pirate Lord? Yeah. The pirate Lord, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Did we, yeah, she replaced Sal Fang. So, like, she has his job now and his, like, role. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, Bootstrap is much more creepy now. And he just kind of comes out of the ship in the, he comes out of, like, the, comes out of the walls of the ship in the brig. And Elizabeth talks to him. And, uh, he, what does he say? Um, is he, yeah, it's a really blue. strange exchange because it's like, Sorry, I think you were about to no, say you're good. it. Go ahead. Who was about to say it? You're good. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. Go yeah, Pat, just go, go ahead, it. Pat. <laughs> you know my son? William. Yes. He will come. He will come. You'll see. You'll see. And essentially just gets depressingly <laughs> more into the, the, the like Into like, yeah, the ship and it just like closes around yeah. him. But I, I do like the scene because uh, Elizabeth is like, oh, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, there you are. And he basically, his, he serves to tell us about, like, the whole, guess what? If you stab the heart, you need to put another heart inside the chest. It's been repeated to us 90 times. Um, yeah, I have a note here that says, again, Jesus, can I, re- can, does this movie not understand that I can retain information for longer than 20 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> um, no, there was something upsetting about their conversation where he's like, Elizabeth, you're why I have to stay here. So he says something like that. It's like, yeah, oh, he shit. definitely blames her. He, yeah. He blames her for his situation. Yeah. But I don't even know if he like full on blames her. Or if he just realizes in that moment, like, cause he's still like trying to be a good dad. It seems for will, but it's also mm-hmm. like, he also doesn't like his girlfriend. So it's just a really strange situation. Well, it's like a situation where like you are damned to hell and you feel like your son's going to come save you. You see his, like the woman he loves is also there and you're like, Oh, He's not going to come for me. He's going to come for you. Yeah. It, I mean, he, he in that moment realizes, like, oh, sh- God damn it. Well, he found love, so I guess I'm just going to be with Davy Jones forever because he ain't coming for me anymore. Yeah. And then he goes, and then Elizabeth, like, calls out to him again. And, like, I like this because he basically, like, repeats himself, like, resets himself, like, a little thing. He goes, like, you know my son? And I'm like, I was like ah. That's sad. Yeah, it, it, it's dementia. It's pretty much like mm-hmm. low-key dementia in that moment. Yeah, like I was like, I, I've seen that, and I'm like, it, it's upsetting to see that move. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, he really is part of the ship, part of the girl. Yeah, part of the ship, part of the crew. Yeah, it's like let's a, see here. I like in the first movie they keep because he's not in the first movie at all. They just keep mentioning how much uh, Bill Turner, how much Will Turner looks like his dad, basically, mm-hmm. and then he like. Doesn't. Yeah, it's like not let alone him being a big crusty man in like the second or third movies, but when he becomes a normal person again at the end, like yeah, Orlando Bloom doesn't look like Stellan Skarsgård. Like no, by, <laughs> by any means, similar. not at all. Like yeah, they're <laughs> very very far apart. Well, Lily's so, coming from the uh, cabin boys deck. Wait, wait what's <laughs> what's any what's any pirate? What's any pirate? The brig? Either the Uh, brig or the... Not not the brig. She's coming from the stern of the ship. The bow, perhaps. The bow or the stern. coming from the poop deck to ask a question. Captain's quarters. Captain's quarters. But, here, I guess just hold this. Yeah, put the headphones on. (sighs) No. It's fine. (laughs) Lily has now become Tyler. (laughs) 
it's become silent. Okay, so my question is, hi guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so keep in mind, it's been quite a while since I've seen this one, but like mm-hmm. I was seeing glimpses of it, like as Tyler was watching it, and I got a question. Sure. <laughs> uh, Calypso says that thing. I think it's in this movie, or maybe it's the second one, but um, she's, like, talking to Davy Jones, and she's, like, uh, talking about being bound in this human form and, like, how much she hates it. Mm-hmm. And But they obviously have a thing, right? Like, with each other. Like, yeah. they were together or something. Okay, how the fuck... What is... <laughs> if they, like, have a history together, in what form is she to him? In which they can, oh, in which they can have a relationship. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think I, Davy Jones made out with the ocean. I'm so confused by that. What is it? Just it's just all entirely metaphorical for like the she's, ocean, I guess. But like she's talking like they had like a real like yeah, she's relationship. Just, she's just forty feet tall. It's like uh, it's like Hagrid's parents. <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah, I mean. So it's just her as she looks, but she's. Like fifty feet tall, <laughs> like, and she's complaining about being in the. Hu- is that what it is? I don't know. Maybe she had like freedom to enter like a human form as she pleased, but like she doesn't like being stuck in it. It's like a god being like, "Hey, I'll stick around and like have sex with you for like a hot like few hours or so, but I'm gonna go back to being a god." <laughs> okay, that <laughs> and now she can't. Yeah, I could maybe see that. It- but I was like, but otherwise, like, I don't. How else would they like have a relationship if she's I don't know. <laughs> I, I kinda feel like they I feel like they just haven't had a good relationship in a while. I think that's what the tension comes from. Mm-hmm. Is like they there's no talk of like them being together and they haven't seen each other in years and then all of a sudden she's just a giant monster who turns into a bunch of crabs and then becomes the sea. So you're just like what is this relationship between you two? What was your physicality like when you like what what was it like when you guys were supposedly together and in love like i don't yeah anyway that was just the one thing that i was like just walking by tyler like as he was watching this movie like last week or something i was like oh yeah wait she's talking about being all upset about being in a bound in a human form but like how did they but they had a relationship at some point. Yeah. What did she look like when that happened? Right. But yeah. Probably like that. Just one of the many, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of just flaws. convoluted details yeah. of, mm-hmm. of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> you can just keep asking so many questions and it's just like, you kind of got to accept at a certain point. Like, just, just don't ask any more questions just let it exactly. be like she gets big turns into crabs becomes the storm just let it happen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well anyway i'm gonna pass this back to tyler but okay. do you have any Thanks input on in. that tyler uh no i was just already saying that it's like hagrid's parents where like one's a giant and one's a normal person it's just like yeah that's fine like don't think about it don't think about it. <laughs> uh, is, ha- is Hagrid a half giant? So is his mom or dad like, is yeah. one a giant and one He's actually um, Calypso's father. Oh, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> that says Cal- Hagrid is Calypso's father. <laughs> so there you go. There's your answer. 
That was a uh, second mate, Lily Young. Uh, <laughs> make some pirate cannon sounds or something. Avast! <laughs> where are we? Can we just get to um, the part where they do a bunch of cool fighting? Oh, not yet. Is we it have cool fighting? Oh. <laughs> Uh, aboard Beckett's ship, we learn that the Pearl is leaving a trail of bodies for him to follow. Um, it turns out Will is doing this <gasps> to gain Beckett's Wait. trust. <gasps> is Will doing more of a trail? Good lord. Oh. Why is Will always doing that? He's. <clears throat> I don't know. He's fine. Continue. Bit of, bit of a scumbag. <laughs> He's a he'll, he'll be a scumbag for Elizabeth. <laughs> Um, nobody seems to remember that Beckett will literally betray anyone for himself. Like, no one. Which I think is interesting. Uh, Will and Jack have a heart-to-heart. Jack Wait, what did you just to... say that's interesting? What? I, I think it's interesting that um, everyone in this movie forgets that, like, they're like, oh, I'm going to help Beckett, and then he'll reward me, and he won't, like, come after me anymore for being a pirate. And it's like... Of course he'll come after you. Yeah. Like, of course he's gonna he's gonna like when you show up with the with the thing he'll take you down. Like it's just how he is. Simply good business. Yeah, simply good business. He's a total backstabber. He's like a little jerk. <laughs> like he's gonna do that. Did Pat get abducted? I saw a flash on his camera and he went ah for a second and now he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Do you not do you see him there? Oh, he's not there. Pat, where'd you go? Oh, there's Pat. Hi, sorry, I'm back. We thought you got Hi. abducted. No, I just there's so many sounds happening. Anyways, so many Hi. sounds. That might be fun to, for me to edit. We'll see how that goes. But <laughs> anywho's it? Yeah, uh, Will and Jack have a heart to heart. Jack offers to kill Davy Jones for selfish reasons, of course, um, and then he'll release Will's father, and that way. He gets what he wants. Jack gets what he wants, and he gets to be immortal. He gets to be an immortal, immortal pirate. Uh, Jack also gives Will his magic compass and throws him overboard, but gives him a barrel to, to float on. Norrington uh, breaks Elizabeth and her crew out of the Dutchman prison. Uh, he's chosen Team Pirate. Uh, Bootstrap notices everyone is gone. Elizabeth offers to save Norrington, but he chooses to stay behind and cover their escape again. But he doesn't do uh, anything. <laughs> No, he, he doesn't. He just stands there. I have heard everyone gets kissed by Elizabeth in this one because Norrington gets a little kiss. Uh, Bootstrap Norrington, gets a little kiss. Uh, Will does. Jack does. I think Barbosa even does. <laughs> he should if not. No, he does not. Mm, that's unfortunate. But, He's got the monkey. Yeah. He's got little Jack. He's got the monkey. He's got the monkey. Remember that? Wait. Aladdin? Okay, so Alyssa, if you're listening to this, why is the monkey still undead, but nobody else is? Jacob answered this question for us in two, where oh. he still he stole a piece of the treasure. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Did he eat it? Because I imagine I'm he's eaten it, right? Or is it just? Yeah, he ate it and he pooped it out, and he's he's a monkey, so his he's not blood. smart enough to take to take it or put it back anywhere. His blood is part of the ship, part of the crew, part of the coin, part of the, part of the ship, part of the crew, <laughs> part of the coin, part, part of the, the coin, part of the chest, you know. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. That's how the curse works. Bada bing, bada, bing, bada boom. <laughs> oh boy. Um, bootstrap Bill kills Norrington. And uh, Norrington stabs Jones with his last breath. 
Jones's favorite thing to do is go around this movie and be like, Art, do you fear death? That's what I mean. Like, like his... at this point, he's just lumbering around the ship for like a good hour and a half in this movie. And then he finds a guy that somebody else stabbed and just walks up. It's like, all right, just got to do my my spiel. My spiel. Oh. like, do you fear death? And then Norrington's just like, I don't know, fuck, go fuck yourself and then dies. Like, Dude, he yeah. takes the sword and he's like, ah, what a nice sword. And just walks away. You're like, all right, so you just... What? Yeah, like, what, what is happening? Scene? Yeah, I think it was like Norrington to me. The whole point is like Davy Jones recruits people to his ship, and that's what he says to them before he recruits them, yes or no. Uh. And Norrington doesn't fear death, so and he literally stabbed death, and yeah, so I mean, it, when he when he dies, it's like, oh, okay, I guess he didn't fear death. Ooh. It's it's like supposed to be his redemption, fine, but like again. Mm-hmm. He has had nothing really good happen to him since the first Pirates movie, which I don't know how many years no. ago that was in the time yeah. frame. But also, like, I had a thought. Do you think he's still alive? Do you think he's part of the ship, part of the crew? Um, no, because Davy Jones's offer, do you fear death, implies, like, if he says yes, and then Jones offers him servitude on his ship instead of dying. Fair point. And because he doesn't doesn't really offer, he gets to pass on to the hereafter and have a little spirit boat. <laughs> Here's your little spirit boat. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. So the monsters mutiny against the British because Norrington's dead, but uh, Mercer has the heart with at cannon point now, which is a little excessive. Uh, Jones calls the attack off. It's I have here really pointless. We arrive at the shipwreck cove with Jack, Barbosa, and and Tia Dalma. Uh, we learn Tia Dalma is also Calypso. Gasp. Barbosa has her locked up for being sassy to him. <laughs> Wait, did you say they did show up at the giant? Wait, where are we? Yeah, the, the, we're at shipwreck cove now. We're, we, you can describe the wonderful environment that is shipwreck cove. It's a mountain made of boats. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that place is dope. And uh, I wrote this down as Gathering of the Juggalos. Is <laughs> <laughs> this where all the pirates get together to talk about their pirate stuff and drink drink sea fago and I don't know. Drink seawater and I, ask how magnets work. I see where your where your mind is and uh well good luck with that. <laughs> uh, Sorry Dave Pat, Jones. I forgot you were a secret juggalo. Yeah. Don't tell the audience. Um. Don't tell the audience. You're going to tell everyone he's a furry next. Again, will we stop telling the audience what I am? Um, He's he's a Fergalo. I don't even know what. I do know what that is. I don't want to know why that exists. (laughs) Delete. Delete. Uh, (laughs) Delete. Noted. I mean, no, not the podcast. I mean, in your brain. Yeah. Oh. Why do I know this? Uh, yeah, Shipwreck Cove is really cool. It's just a bunch of boats stacked on top of each other. It's totally implausible, but it's a really cool visual. That's yeah, really tight. It's like all those boats had to like careen off a cliff and like slam on top of the other one. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> it works. I like it. There's like this is tight as hell, and just like smashing them over and over again. Physics. Physics. It works. Uh, Davy Jones has another meeting with Beckett and Will Turner this time as well. I like Davy Jones at tea time. I think that's kind of funny. Uh, 
we learned that Jones was part of the plan to bind Calypso in the first place. And this is all just some bad breakup stuff between him and Calypso. Uh, Will gets a boat and command of a ship under Beckett. Uh, Jones wants Calypso dead. Will gives Beckett um, Jack's magic compass. And uh, yeah, and we keep going. Um, at, at Shipwreck Cove, which is a bunch of ships piled on top of each other, the pirate lords are called to session at the fourth Brethren Court. A uh, wooden eye dude has one of the eight pieces. I like that. Wait, I got his name. Um, well, that is his wooden eye, right? Rigetti. Rigetti. Rigotti. Rigotti has one of the nine pieces of eight. Rigetti? Rigetti. Spaghetti. Rigetti spaghetti. Rigetti spaghetti ravioli. Elizabeth shows up as a new pirate lord to offer her piece of eight. Elizabeth wants to fight Jones and Beckett. She wants to fight Jones and Beckett. Everyone wants to hold up in the fort instead and just last out the siege. Uh, Barbosa proposes releasing Calypso from human form, uh, and a fight breaks out over what to do. In her cell, Tia Dalma plays her music box, and Davy Jones answers. Davy Jones is mad because she miss because she missed their ten year date. <laughs> So this is like the source of his resentment towards her that she missed their like 10 year meetup. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's uh, so eight, Tia... it's eight 30 here. I'm sorry, Pat. It's 1130 where you are, but I'm just tired oh from God. all this. Oh plot. no, that, that's fair. It, there's a lot. It It's stacked upon each other. Like shipwreck hose, pirate kingdom. <laughs> Calypso, or Calypso, I'm sorry. Tia Dalma says she will be free again soon and she will punish the pirate court. Jones tells her that he will always love her. Uh, back at the meeting, Barbosa repeats his previous proposal. Jack tells e- talks everyone into fighting against uh, Beckett and Jones. And then enter Keeper of the Code, Jack's... Keeper of the Code, Captain Teague, Jack's dad. And... Oh, Key Dog is alive now and carries the key for the code. You Jack's dad. can't always get what you want. You try sometimes, you'll find. Get what you need. You'll find. Keith Richards. So there's a vote for Pirate King, and Elizabeth is voted king by hey, two votes, on. her and Jack. Hold oh, on, sorry. because Keith Richards, Jack's dad, like, the dog comes up, and they're like, oh, the dog. Like, they make a point to say, oh, the dog. And then Keith Richards looks back and says, sea turtles, mate. Because he's talking about, like, the sea turtles that, like, Jack took to get off the island in the first movie. Right. Just like, stop. Can like, be. Like, you don't need, this isn't a callback that's necessary. Super, super campy. All right. But is this, super fun fact. Is this where the, <clears throat> huh? Fun fact. Stupid fun fact. To add on to the stupidity of this whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very specific scene where you see a skull ring. Yes. That's Johnny Depp's actual ring that he gave to his father. Father, I'm doing air quotes. Um, oh. and it was specifically like it, he wanted it to be shown because he loves that ring a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Anywho. I have a lot of dumb fun facts for this movie that I loved so dearly. Now I feel bad for crapping on this movie too much. No, I, 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 it's a, it's a great movie. Anyway, continue. Yeah. 
pirate lords sure. and dogs uh, that survive with keys for some reason. Is this the part where the pirate librarians come out? Because I like the pirate librarians a lot, where they have to bring out the scroll or whatever, or the chest for Keith Richards. Yeah, they, they just bring out the big book. And it's like those two guys talking. are just like sitting at Pirate Cove the whole their whole lives, just like like what what other literature is there in, in Shipwreck Cove? Probably just the Pirate Code and that's it. So they're very well versed in it. Uh yeah, they bring out the code and they're like, Oh hey, there we do have a clause for like a pirate king that binds the other lords together, but we've never had a pirate king because every pirate votes for themselves. And uh Every pirate's voting for themselves, except Jack, who votes for Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is made pirate king. All When everyone's arguing, trying to vote for each other, themselves or whatever, Keith Richards plays guitar or mandolin yep. or whatever. And he breaks he's a, a string when he's upset. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of sayings. The enemy arrives, and we have a guitar rift meeting of the captains. Davy Jones is in is in a bucket, <laughs> which is funny. Oh yeah, I, I forgot about that. that. I like that. He is in a bucket. He's standing in a bucket because he can't stand on dry land. Land. Okay, wait, real quick. Uh, Sorry, this this is yeah, like the music and the harmonica and like the change of sound is this this is like cowboy standoff, just glory. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. This is like when the movie starts getting oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So Elizabeth trades Jack for Will. Uh, Barbosa is not a big fan of this. Uh, Barbosa is able to snatch Jack's piece of eight, though. And turns out, actually, everything is going according to plan. It's now we're getting a little Ocean's 8 kind of thing. Uh, Jack is locked in the Brig of the Dutchman, and he talks to himself. It's kind of boring. Uh Barbosa is going to free Calypso anyways, so stuff it, everyone. And it works. An ancient powerful god is back in the world. She gets big, and the ocean is on uh, the pirate side because she wants revenge against Jones. All right, now, uh, she... now cut in that part where Lily's asking <laughs> how they shot. Wait, yeah, I'll, you I'll have to that. say it right. <laughs> Calypso, oh. I really see from your thoughts. <gasps> and that's what happens. She turns it. She turns a giant crab. Starts turning the ocean to the pirates' favor. Um, everyone. Oh wait. Turns out she just kind of turns into crabs, dies in the ocean. Everyone's like, she has abandoned us. Why? And there's this full English armada and the Satan ship against them, and it's just like <laughs> it's like you're boned. There's like six pirate ships. Yeah, uh, that part. Yeah, Elizabeth makes an epic speech about freedom against impo- against the impossible. Everyone is psyched out of their minds, and then a storm rages. Jones knows Calypso is free, and it's time for a great big ship fight. Wait, uh, Barbosa, hold on, ship yeah, fight? It is dope. Or do you mean the most yes. epic marriage ever imagined? Oh, all of this, <laughs> all of this stuff happening. It's its amazing. This whole sequence is amazing. And Barbosa takes the wheel of the Black Pearl and he just pilots it like the world's best pirate captain that ever. Okay. Um, so a giant whirlpool happens and the Pearl and the Dutchman end up fighting inside this whirlpool. Uh, Jack escapes his cell using Will's leverage trick from the first movie. Oh, oh. Leverage. Leverage. Thank you. 
Um, Jack takes the chest from the bumbling British soldiers. He just kind of gets them talking to them, talking to each other like he did in the first movie. Uh, Jones kills Mercer and gets his gets the key back. Uh, Jack, uh, oh, uh, 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 oh, sorry, Jones kills Mercer and gets the key back. Uh, and he runs into Jack Sparrow, but he gets up to the mast, and uh, Jones just appears there, and they fight because he can just appear anywhere he wants on his ship. And they pull out lightsabers. <laughs> and they pull out lightsabers for the video Tyler sent us. I sent you guys and Jacob this video. I found this YouTube channel where it's just this guy, or I don't know, uh, this person... <laughs> Uh, rotoscoping in or whatever like lightsabers onto every movie <laughs> so it's just jack with a yellow lightsaber fighting uh davy jones, jones with like a green. light green like turquoise lightsaber or whatever mm. and i'm just like wow this is actually pretty cool <laughs> yeah it's pretty rad <laughs> this is and exactly... they have like star wars music like interwoven with like the pirates theme it's really great <laughs> yeah this is exactly the kind of thing i would be watching in like sixth grade and be like this is the coolest thing ever it's star wars and pirates <laughs> But I think, yeah, this actual fight is, like, I actually really like this fight. And I think the music, the score finally kicks in and, like, has its own, like, iconic theme for this movie. Mm-hmm. When, that whole sequence. And I just love how Jack just like, basically ricochets himself all over the place. Yeah. But, yeah, strangely, strangely, he's flying all over the place and, and landing perfectly and flawlessly throughout a whirlpool of two ships that, for some reason haven't fallen into said whirlpool for like an hour or so. Yeah, they just keep spinning around the toilet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So during this madness, Will proposes to Elizabeth and during the big boat fight. Uh, she says yes, and Barbosa marries them on the ship during the whirlpool in this monster <laughs> fight, and it's really, really great. Because who asks, like, what's your choice? And it because it's, like, Jack or Will, kind of like that's what the implication is. And then she says Barbosa, uh-huh. and I was like, <laughs> I like that a lot, because it's like she just suddenly decides to marry Barbosa. It's just like, cool. Yeah, and he's, like, sword fighting, like, two monsters and, like, piloting the ship yeah. at the same time. You're like, well, who could blame you at that point? Like, the amount of talking they do during this proposal and marriage. They all should have been stabbed so many times. And it just like mm-hmm. they're doing their own vows to each other and then fighting everybody else. And then Barbosa's up here fighting two and three other people. And then like the end line is he's just like, ah, just kiss. Not like you went out. Yeah. Kiss the bride. Just, it's <laughs> for some reason they all have survived this long proposal and marriage while fighting everybody else through a again a long whirlpool of water and it's beautiful it's very beautiful but it's sick as hell <laughs> yeah i mean the actual like concept of it is really cool there's just i just remember seeing this the first time it's just a lot of this stuff just doesn't feel earned or like i just stopped caring about will and elizabeth by this point we stopped caring about but, will in the start of this and probably the last kind of movie becomes like a, a kind of a dick like to everyone oh, except yeah. elizabeth shit okay wait you guys have played D, right Okay, yeah. I have a I wrote something here. Essentially, Will is like that character in D and D that doesn't really know the game well enough, but wants to play and then wants to break all the rules and fuck everyone over. You mean like Ooh. me? <laughs> I'm the same, but yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> As a dungeon master, I'm gonna say you two are probably my greatest nightmare. <laughs> exactly, and that is Will in this movie. Like he's just he's just like. I'm going to just end up in that place where nobody expects me, but I've also fucked everyone over. 
and I'll continue <laughs> to do it like eight times during each film, and then I'll somehow <laughs> marry continue. the girl, and then that's great. Yeah. Anyways. Out of like the DM's desire to give you a happy ending anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I just again after watching this movie a lot of times in the past week, I've realized I do not like Will at all. I don't care about him. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's kind of a he's both a pill and like annoying at the same he's time. He's a pill and a tool. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's boring and annoying. Yeah, but uh, he's he's fine in the first one because he actually has something to prove. You know, like he he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I hate pirates, and then he's like, oh, or maybe I am a cool pirate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. but uh this this whole fight scene with davy jones with jack i just i really do like a lot and i did write down like earlier in the movie someone just to jack is like you're mad and then he just says thank goodness for that otherwise this would never work and i think he just ricochets around earlier in the movie like <laughs> on a rope mm-hmm. and like this whole fight with ja- with uh davy jones is just like that exactly because he's fighting him on the mast of the ship yeah, uh, and then another guy comes by and he like jumps on that rope and like knocks that guy off and swings around. Yeah, and then uh, huh? Yeah, I'm agreeing. Oh, <laughs> and then he's like on the rope again, and then he like has his pistol and like aims and shoots the uh the heart chest uh right. down. Which in that YouTube video, the lightsaber, he throws a lightsaber <laughs> instead. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so. That's all I had to say. Oh, sword fight is cool. Sword fight is great. Check that um, off I have list. my notes here. Barbosa kills Eelman, which I loved seeing Eelman, and then Barbosa like cuts his head off or something. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then Conch Head <laughs> falls overboard, and I go, no! They're killing all of my favorites. Dude, Wait, the Conch Shell guy fell. Yeah, over? he he, he yeah, got he the, falls the, over. the 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 chest knocked on his head, and then for some reason couldn't see him fell off as well. Like they're killing all uh, the classic he fall, he falls uh, David Jones characters, you know. Yeah, Eel yeah, like, was really cool, and I was just thinking of you, Connery. It's just like, oh, he's probably so psyched at this part. <laughs> yeah, like the Eel guys, his head comes out more to try like bite Barbosa's face off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yes, yes, Eelman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Will battles his own father, who has lost himself. Good old Bootstrap has gone and have, is having a full episode. Elizabeth crosses swords with Jones, um, who kicks her ass quickly. Uh, Will saves her, though, but is quickly bested. Jack saves them both by holding Jones's heart at knife point. However, Jones stabs Will fatally. Uh, Jack returns the favor and stabs Jones' heart, and Jones kind of like lurches back, and he looks up, and he's like, Calypso. And then he falls into the whirlpool abyss. Yeah, so... He cries again. Oh, oh yeah. He cries again. Yeah, he does give a little tear. Lily had her question of how things work mechanically in this movie. Uh, I do too, because I'm like, during this whole fight, I know we're at the end now, but this whole fight, like, can the Black Pearl, like, sink? And then also, can the Flying Dutchman crew die? Because, like, Barbosa does cut off the Yule guy's head, but aren't they, like, a cursed thing? Like, aren't they immortal? Or just hard to kill? Think... Like, how does it work? I don't think they're immortal. I think because they're alive, but they become mutated and more difficult to kill. Because Jones basically gives them life. Like, he helps them cheat death if they join his crew. But, like, that life is a little is like hell. So, I think they can die. And in a, in a way, I think them dying is a mercy and, like, releases them from this, like, horrible state and, like, lets them actually pass on. Yeah, so it's like if the actual crew of the Black Pearl, when they were cursed, fought the Flying Dutch, like they could kill everybody in the Flying Dutchman because they're immortal. 
yeah, and they take over the them. Flying Dutchman. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it feels like the the Flying Dutchman crew just essentially recreates the skeleton crew of the first movie, where nobody can really die, but they still mm-hmm. keep You'd fighting. Think that, uh, I feel like if this movie was made right now, it we'd have an Avengers S kind of moment where we would go to the Aztec treasure, and that would be like the secret weapon. We're like. Barbosa gets stabbed. He's like a skeleton. And he can't die, and yeah. so they're like, "Surprise, idiots!" That would be cool to bring back. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like that actually sounds kind of rad. He just but... takes one of the coins, and then the, him and the monkey just wreck shit up. Like that sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, like they're just on the ship. He's like leaping everywhere. Skeleton man as lightning flashes. You see him in skeleton form. Like that'd be sick as hell. <laughs> uh, Anywho's it? Um. Yeah, the Dutchman is bested, um, but the Armada still stands. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Sorry, what do we have here? Um, uh, oh, sorry. Bootstrap carves Will's heart out and puts it in the in the box without Will's consent, which I think is kind of sad and funny. Uh, long live the new Davy Jones. The Dutchman sinks into the abyss as well. Uh, Jack and Elizabeth escape via a parachute made of moss, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That part. The Dutchman is bested, but the Armada, the Armada, the English Armada still stands. They plan on destroying the pirates 1v1000. <laughs> However, the Dutchman <laughs> returns. Will is captain now. Everyone isn't a monster anymore. And <laughs> yeah. I, your, I know I'd be disappointed. <laughs> if you were Will or Beckett. If I was if I was Will and I popped up from the ocean, I'm like, yeah, I'm the captain of a monster oh. crew now. And they <laughs> and all turned to you and I was like, ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a cursed monster man? I want them to be cursed monster men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on, you want like so much more rad. Now you're just like yeah. slimy sea rats. Beckett's a fool. He has like an entire armada behind him. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to go out and go kill the Black yeah, Pearl. I literally just like turn everyone's like, Open fire. Like, just send these guys to the abyss. <laughs> I do like his ship a lot. It's pretty cool, even though it's, mm-hmm. like, the evil British ship. It's, yeah. like, got so many cannons on it, but he just gets wrecked. Yeah. He just, he's, he's like he gives galleon. up. He's like, uh, 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 what? Wait. Yeah, he's, like, crippled by indecision when, like, he realizes the Dutchman isn't on his it's side. Such, yeah, it's, cool. such a, it's such a dark moment in his existence, because he's just, he's done, but he's been... He's been so powerful forever. And then you start to think back of like how many tea sessions he's had and how he's just been hidden behind the Dutchman. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Go die in your own ship because you just. Yeah. yeah. He sadly says simply good business or something. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. But yeah. it's like a sad version of it because he's going to blow up. And then yeah. just that whole I, I think it's still really cool when he's walking through the mm-hmm. ship and everything around him is blowing up. It's, it's like a, Inception yeah, it's right. or something. It's a very pretty moment. <laughs> Everything's just like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. It's just like dramatic night, as fuck, but like Beckett prince. is dramatic as fuck. Like he's just a, <laughs> yeah. he's just a vengeful, spiteful bastard. So it's just like kind of a cool way to kill the ultimate villain or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Uh, yeah. it. It is good. It's great. His death is awesome. Yeah. The second half of this movie in general just like really turns around for me when there's actual like fun sword fights and it feels like the actual capping of a like trilogy that they intended Mm -hmm. there's just so much uh what's the word there's so much track delay to get there apparently even though there Mm -hmm. really shouldn't there didn't even need to be like i would love if this movie was an hour shorter and it would be great yeah (laughs) 
during this moment when Beckett's ship is destroyed, you think they'd have like a, a Commodore, they'd have an, like another like just a second in command to command this like fleet of literally a hundred like galleons. They just go away. <laughs> they just go away. They just leave. And I'm like, because I'm like, oh yeah, you took out one, but now you got there's like so much more to do, guys. We got to kick some ass. But maybe they didn't just like, like uh, no. Beckett either. They just go, lol, bastard, and they just <laughs> sail away. I, 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 we have to assume that. So, like, we didn't want to do this shit anyway. We're all going home. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. That being said, what are the rest of the pirate lords doing during this battle? Could they not have, like, tried to help anyone yeah. at any point? Exactly. They, they just like, are done. Like, oh, let's all hoist the colors. We did it. <laughs> like, where have you been? Calypso got large Part- and turned into a crab ocean monster, and the rest of the British fleet apparently is just standing. No one's doing shit. Yeah, that's what's like a bummer. It's like, oh, that like it- what they do is cool because it's all the characters you know. But it's like, yeah, if they had a giant fleet fight, that'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah. like imagine like. Uh, the fleet like going for other like British galleons and like pirate ships getting caught in the whirlpool and just like showing the skill of like Barbosa and the Dutchman like these ships getting just dragged to the bottom of the sh- of like the uh, like the whirlpool and like the Pearl and like the Dutchman having to like avoid these other like ships cascading to their doom. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing all the other pirate lords like, unlike Sao Fang who gets to do nothing, <laughs> like just mm-hmm. having the other pirate lords fight and stuff would be dope. But they just kind of like show up later and they're like. Yeah! Woohoo! Yeah, it's definitely like a send in your best warrior kind of situation. Yeah. Which is also cool. Like, I liked what they did, but I also would love a giant massive battle that would have cost them another hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. So, Bootstrap tells Will, who's now not a dementia-ridden monster anymore, he now is perfectly fine and just a slimy, wet pirate man. Um, he says he te- he tells Will that he'll be sticking around to hang out with them and have some father son time for ever. Um, Will and Elizabeth finish having oh sorry yeah they have beach sex and then they go their separate ways yeah off screen and then like I couldn't tell if they were about to do it or if it was like right after because like there's just an aw- I don't know the scene just as awkward to watch like Will's mm-hmm. just like s- gently like kissing up her knee her knee or her shin i'm just like what is what kind of like 1600s pg pirate sex is this like it's so strange he doesn't even kiss it he's he's just rubbing his lips on her thigh as if to kiss it at some point (laughs) and then he doesn't he doesn't kiss her like in his end hug it's fine it's really strange it's fine. Yeah, it's so, fine. It's so rushed, but it's fine. So yeah, he says, "All right, ten years apart, only one day together. Eventually, an eternity apart." Because this is gonna stop being fun in like year thirty. Yeah, I know. She like she like looks really sad when he's leaving. He's like, "Wait, come back, Will," and they like kiss again. I'm just like, I'm just like, you bastard! Like to him, like mm-hmm. just like really so, like. I guess that's the only way to like save himself too. But it's just like she should probably move on. Well, yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, that's a really bad shake. Wh- like that's five days in your life or something like that yeah. for for a pirate lord. Yeah. You're probably not going to live past sixty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, like, and plus, like, they're not going to be having like fun beach sex. Like, after, probably after year thirty of this. Yeah. Well, and you know, after, after like, I mean, you can tell when he when he originally doesn't kiss her when he just like knocks foreheads with her. 
that he like he mm-hmm. wants to get back to his father. I mean, that's his true love. That is Will's true love throughout all three of these movies. I want to try to try to say no, but I think you're totally right. I mean, like yeah. in the second movie, his prime motivator is his father. In the third movie, it's his father. It's pretty yeah. incredibly unfair to Elizabeth. Like one one mm-hmm. day. One day and you can't even, you just knock your forehead and just walk away. Like, okay. Yeah. That's all I have for Will Turner. I shouldn't even clap for him. <laughs> just a sarcastic, just a sarcastic clap. They should just, they should better have had like a deal or something. It's like, Elizabeth, you can go to, you know, I only see you once every 10 years. You can just go to Tortuga whenever you want. Do whatever you want. <laughs> She's not even a pirate king anymore. It looks like she just kind of gives way to be to like raise his kid. Yeah, I guess you're right because like, uh, spoilers for like the post credits of Pirates Five or something. <laughs> She's just sitting around on an island with her kid, like doing nothing. Oh yeah, it's in this one. It's in this one. Oh, you're right. No, wait, is it? Oh, it, the the end. Yeah, in the in the credits in this one, like it's just her and her ten year old kid. And I'm like, how do you explain that to your stupid kid and be like, oh, yeah, you have a dad. He just only shows up once every 10 years. He's just a piece of he shit. Ferries the dead. At least he doesn't have a squid head. At least he doesn't have a squid head. <laughs> True. You know? How long, though, will he keep at that? Because Davy Jones says he did. He does it for like a for like probably like a few a few like decades. He does this. He ferries the dead, and like that like one day of is like his thing of respite with yeah. Calypso. You're better off and, than Davy Jr. over there. His dad had yeah. a squid head. <laughs> like and, they're talking and he about. He describes he describes the experience as being like torturous and laborious and like. I wonder how long till Will snaps and develops a squid head. Why can't, if they're cursed to do that, why don't they all live on the boat? Because women aren't allowed on anything in these times. Women aren't allowed to be captains on our own boats. That's, that's clearly. Elizabeth is literally a captain in this movie. <laughs> She's a king yeah, in this like, movie. Good God. That is what I would imagine uh... that they would have said at that time. Like, Plus, it just sets yeah. like a terrible curse on the whole family. Like, eventually, Will's son is gonna go do that and like become the captain of the Flying Dutchman because he wants to spend time with his dad. And there'll just be I a bunch so. of a bunch of Turners on there. It's like that. Just <laughs> that's just barely even bittersweet. It's just kind of depressing. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a dark family curse. Yeah. The only person that really gets off like well in this is Jack, just because he's a free agent and can just do whatever he wants all the time and have a good time. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he even like tries to. Our Barbosa is like has the map. He's like, "There's more than one way to live forever," and he has like the map, and they're gonna try to find the Fountain of Youth. But it looks like Jack is like taking the actual important part of the map. Yeah, and Jack's on like a little sailboat, and he's all like, and he's like fiddling with the map, and he's like, "Drink up, me hearties, yo ho!" And yeah. that's where the movie ends. He's with just a yeah. for the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. This movie was not not that great. There's <laughs> a lot. I didn't. I didn't realize, like, at the end of this, how much it tied into the fourth movie. Oh, really? Like, yeah. The Fountain of Youth and stuff. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. I thought it was just, like, random. They're like, we got to come up with another story. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. does. It, it's, it's actually pretty nice. That's that's why I had to watch, like, the the fourth one to, you know, redeem my watching of this one, which I, I do love very many elements of it, but it was a bit rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's your rankings, Pat, on all the movies? Oh god. Um Yeah, two or no. Yeah, two is number one for me. Ooh. 
Uh, one is number two. Four is next. <laughs> five is after that, and then three now has become my least favorite. Not that, wow. like, Ooh. like I love again when I started when I suggested like me doing this this specific movie for this podcast. I was all gung ho, and I still am, and I love so many elements of it. But as a whole, I'm like, oof, this kind of fell apart for me. Yeah, and, it's only like inconsistent, I guess, because like there are parts that are really cool, and then there's just so many parts that drag. Yeah, and and even like even just watching the fourth today, it was so much more like the first. It was just this right. is the story, this is what we're doing. Let's let's get down to it and have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the fourth one being a lot more like simple and like, yeah, maybe it's like a little cheesy or like just dumb, but like. I'm down with that. I'd rather that than it be way too convoluted. Yeah. Like I like I like I do like the fourth one, so I'm excited to revisit it because I've only I saw it like years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I wrote a bunch of notes on this one, and a lot of them are just funny criticisms, um, like the random costume changes where people reveal themselves and they're in this flawless, beautiful. Like when Will becomes Davy Jones, he's in this like. You know, he's got the the uh, the headband. And he's just ready to go yeah. and flawless and like, yeah, just <laughs> the the two the two commanders who then like run downstairs and slowly grab pirate costumes out of nowhere and then become pirates. Like, mm. you should like, yeah, you know, yeah. it just it seemed the most Disney to me. And there again, there are a lot of things that I really do appreciate about it, but there's a lot of real weird campiness that I was like, oh, hold on now. <laughs> Yeah, that was going to be one of my la- my final notes, is that uh, the two guards, the two British guards from the first movie that are, like, stop Jack, and they're in this, too, like, guarding the Davy Jones' heart. They've just become part of the pirate crew, and I think that's kind of, like, it's silly, but I think it's funny, too. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect end for wherever they end up, because they were never yeah. soldiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, were yeah. Like, they, they were pirates yeah. at heart. <laughs> Goofballs. Yeah. Uh... And I guess they're more Rosencrantz and Guildenstern than uh, the two pirates are. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like, I forgot to mention when Davy Jones uses his crab leg, his crab leg to like hook kick uh, Jack or something. Like yeah. he spins right. around backwards with his crab leg. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, Mr. Gibbs, I pro he rules. I don't remember why. Probably just because he's having a fun time fighting people. Just his existence. Yeah. And then uh, I, it's another thing like that, like the song in the beginning of this movie, when Elizabeth is leaving the ship, that like I think like it's lame, but it still works on me when uh, what's his name? Is it Pintol or whatever? Like the the not Rigetti. Um, the other one? Wait, I got it, I got it up the here. Fat the, one? the the balder one. The shorter baldy guy, yeah, he just says yeah. goodbye, pop it as like she's leaving. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Pinto. Oh shit, that actually kind of works. Like, uh, you know, yeah, it actually, actually made of... me kind of emotional. It shouldn't, but it did. Yeah, no, that was that, that was, was like moment. his nickname for her. It was what his like what he used to like s- scare her in the first one, and now it became a loving nickname. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have pulpit. Um. Oh, I, I guess I also wrote down you don't hold her leg like that. <laughs> uh well that's pirates three in the can um that's pirates three in the can uh it's bloated convoluted uh and also fun 
at points. Mm-hmm. So. I got I got two <laughs> quick quotes before we go that I that I yeah, am just now reading. Please. Uh, these I feel explain Jack's brain. Uh, I have no sympathy for you feculent maggots and no patience otherwise. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. And then <laughs> you add a sense of macabre to any delirium. And that I think those two quotes, and I've been like watching all the movies, those two quotes for me definitely just sum up not not just the weirdness of the movies, but Jack Sparrow and his whole insanity. And that's that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Jack's really cool, and I feel like he's shackled down by like the necessity of this movie to be like way bigger than it needs to be. Yes. <laughs> so I'm excited by the fourth one for him to just like waddle around and have a good time. <laughs> you have any final notes, Connery? Um, pretty much what you guys already said. I mean, it's it's boring for most of it. It's really plot heavy, and it feels really weighted for most of it, but. That final boat fight is is spectacular. It's it's almost worth watching the movie for. Yeah, right. No, yeah, it's definitely like a great like I don't know. Yeah, it it does work really well. It's kind of like Return of the Jedi or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. It just it it it's part of a franchise that actually does work well as a resolution, like mm-hmm. a final epic fight. Yeah, it's a great payoff. It's like your big reward. Like you sat through all this plot, now you get to like see what you really wanted to see the entire movie. Definitely. Uh, well, on that note, Pat, do you have anything to plug before we head out of here? Um, well, COVID nineteen is uh, running real strong, and I'm real happy about it. Um, you know, are you are you plugging COVID nineteen? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so no. Um, plugging. <laughs> Uh, oh, Super Punch. Uh, it'll be coming back in uh, August, early August. Uh, Super Punch on Twitch. Really funny show. Um, you guys should definitely tune in and um, sure. follow us because it's, it's a real good time. Nice. What do you guys do? Uh, it is a beautiful comedian, Ify Wadiwe, who uh, plays video games and does a bit of improv and... Uh, Got a fun following, and it's a um, it's a nice late night show that uh, gets a little uh, little bizarre here and there, and uh, kind of introduces you to the newest video games that are on the market. Hey, everything yeah. I like. That's dope. Yeah, uh, I I've listened to a lot of podcasts where if he not always the guest on just a lot of the comedy podcasts, I'm like, yeah, I like that guy a lot. I need to watch the show, and I missed it. Yeah, uh, when you were working on it, like last season or or whatever you call it for twitch so i definitely when's it come back in august it'll be yeah august i believe august 18th nice cool yeah stay tuned august 18th uh send us a link or something pat we'll put it in the show notes sounds good Mm. what about you connery Oh, excuse me. If you enjoyed the sound of my voice and you also like tabletop role-playing games and you got a little peek when we were talking about Dungeons & Dragons, you can check out my podcast that I host along with uh, four other amazing friends called Starship Impala. It's a podcast where we play um, the Starfinder game. And yeah, it's great. We have over 100 hours of content waiting for you to go through. Ow! Sweet. And, uh... uh ow! Smash that follow. Follow me on... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Follow me on Instagram at Twained, uh, T-W-A-Y-N-E-D. Uh, I think probably by the time this come out, 
this comes out, I've just posted a bunch of photos of animals because it's hard to do people shoots right now. I liked those. Thank you. Uh, some elephant <laughs> seals are coming soon Ooh. for their own Watto summer vacation. Uh, and follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the franchise, and email us at franchise. Wait, no, the franchise podcast at gmail.com. Yay! Give us rate, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Please. Keep giving us reviews, share it to your friends. And I don't know, that's it. We're going to talk about Pirates 4 next weekend. Uh, yeah. On Stranger Tides. Ow. That's just me and you, right, Tyler? Yeah, it's just us two for anyone interested. Uh, it, I thought it was on Disney Plus, like all of them, because they were all on there. But <laughs> because of the streaming wars, uh, On Stranger Tides is only on Stars right now. So check it out on Stars. Get a free trial or something if you want. <laughs> Jeez. Um, do that to watch that movie. Thanks so much for joining us, Pat. That was really awesome. You're great. You're the Jack Sparrow of our friends and of our hearts. Well, thank you. Yes. It was yeah, a pleasure. thank you, Pat. We have to we have to have another boys night. Boys uh, night when COVID's over. I, I should just tell this I should have told this story at the beginning. But I guess I'll just do it now. Maybe you yeah, can do put it, it now. The boys night on <laughs> no, Stranger no, Tides. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> that's a good boys movie. <laughs> uh no, just like we went out uh all over like Los Feliz and Sil- I guess mostly like Silver Lake, like right yeah. before coronavirus and stuff, with past and future guests Jacob Vidia, Turn O'Neill, <laughs> uh, some other people. And uh, wait, was I think it, it was just us and Pat. Yeah. Am I missing yeah. someone? Because I feel like I'm missing one person. No, there were really one or two people. <laughs> no, that but was. I'm bad with names, so. Yeah. No, it was, I think it was literally me, you, um, Jacob, Turin, Pat. Oh no, that was, was that was it. Right. It was the five of us. Yeah. yeah. So Dude yeah, we walked like all across like Silver Lake Reservoir all the way across. Yeah, because everyone knows what this means. But we just like walked a long time through across a bunch of different bars, and it was a lot of fun. And there were mm-hmm. several situations where there was a table that was reserved, and Pat just sat in it because the people weren't there yet, and like, yeah, cool, let's do that. I still I, I have the laminated thing of that on my bulletin board because it was such a fun night that I wanted to remember it. So I, I pocketed their little reserved thing that's on my bulletin <laughs> nice. board. That's cool. I, I, I yeah, like to act like, like a pirate in real life. So um, yeah, yeah. You are the true Jack Sparrow because we're all just like, just like, oh, I can't do that. We're following the rules, and you're just like sitting there because no one's come yet. It's like, oh yeah, let's just do this. This is it was just for some reason so much fun to just do that, even though we weren't doing mm-hmm. anything crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like literally, I think we had, we had a way to go. It's like, I'm sorry, um, gentlemen. Like, there's gonna be someone, someone coming here in like 20 minutes. We're like, we're gonna be gone in 20 minutes. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. And then we finally left when they came. I was like, oh, I feel yeah. so cool. It's just like fucking <laughs> lame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Pat. You're you're dope. I try. No, I don't. But hey. you guys are awesome too. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on. We'll have to have you on again for. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe a Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, Turtles. You know, we got uh, we got all yeah. those good eighties uh, fun flicks. You know? Definitely. Well, I'll nice. have us all go out with this great conversation between Barbosa and Jack Sparrow in At World's End. <gasps> what are you doing? What are you doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Captain gives orders on the ship. The captain of the ship is given orders. My ship makes me captain. That's it. Arr. Bye, everyone. Yay. It's not recording. <laughs>
All right.